0: We're going to ask women for their breast milk. (laughs) You've heard of computer
1: sex, but is there really such a thing? Absolutely. Having sex with an online partner is easy to learn. I'll show you how to reach a cyber sex climax. We'll also visit others who have mastered the art of one-handed typing. So let's get started.
2: KTBR Break Room! I'm get wicked!
0: Fasten your vaginas and put a clamp on your scrotums. It's time
3: for mad radio. I choose face-fucking. Hey, everybody.
0: Another episode of Mad Radio. I believe this is Mad Radio episode 67. I don't know. Something like that. It's like
3: half the shows. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Since the reboot, basically. Thompson Tang is out once again because he's out uh, literally snapping necks and literally cashing checks. I think he had to fire half
3: his staff today, so he wasn't going to be able to make it in.
0: And the firing involves,
3: at his company, snapping of necks.
0: Right. Literal snapping of necks. They are... They're legally uh, bound by the government to snap people's necks when they're fired. That's what you do when you run a small business, then. That, yeah. yeah, it's,
3: We wouldn't understand that because we don't what, have uh, that kind of power.
0: taxation and representation gets you in this country is the ability to assassinate someone. Actually, you don't have to give, give them the old pink slip.
3: Or no, to, you just assassinate them directly.
0: Tom, that's what Thomas calls his kung fu maneuver as he's snapping <laughs> necks. Exactly.
3: Exactly. His, his kung fu maneuver. <laughs> You didn't know he was highly kung fu trained. I like how he giggles when he's doing it too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yes, Thomas abandoned us about halfway today because. So he... what beer were we reviewing today? Oh, uh,
3: oh that's sorry. I... That's the sorry. Other I'm show. totally lost. The other show. I figured. Well, you know, I just see your face across the way. I feel like we're gonna have to brew beer or brew beer review beer instead
0: review of review beer, beer as the Brew Bloods. Yeah, maybe someday we'll brew beer again and review it. And a brew interview. Yeah. And have brews in the news. <laughs> uh, if you're interested so we'll in beer, be though, the news. we do have a beer show, Dustin and I. It's called brew Bloods. <laughs> you can find it on iTunes. Or uh, feeds.feedburner.com slash brewbloods. Or on t- Stitcher. Or just go to brewbloods.net. There's all the links there. You can or find on it there. YouTube. Yeah, I haven't posted an episode there in a while. Okay. Well, you can find
3: one episode. It's getting us, like, two clicks. And yeah, yeah. Well, let's not do that, then. I'm not sure anybody reached completion on those. Plus, I don't think that that really tracks too well into our numbers, so...
0: I mean, it adds to our numbers. It adds like Does two or it? three per
3: show. Oh, okay, it's not massive. I don't know that that was actually tracked. A little inside baseball. I didn't oh know yeah, that they, stuff was tracked. They by give Lipson. you
0: a Yeah, if you ever they have a little hit counter on the bottom of every YouTube video.
3: Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I know, but you have to add that into the numbers on. the Well, Lipson, yeah, right? but you know, I have I have spreadsheet capabilities. Oh, okay. well, I can't do that. Kind I of can stuff. add
0: numbers. I have an adding machine at work. I guess a spreadsheet
3: work. is a thing, so I should know how to do yeah, that. Yeah, I have an
0: adding machine at work. One of the old giant uh, <laughs> ones with the crank handles. You have an, <laughs> an abacus. <laughs> The no, top one is I'm a, way
3: past that, bro. The top one's for YouTube. Slide
0: I'm, a couple of beans over. I'm way more advanced than that technologically. I have an adding machine with a crank handle and everything. I don't know. That sounds like a new vertical. When device. I'm cranking up the uh, YouTube numbers plus lipson, <laughs> I put on the green visor, as any good accountant does. And you're moving it back and forth and yeah. back and
3: forth, and then the paper's just flopping <laughs> in the air behind you.
0: <laughs> yeah, over and over again. <laughs> exactly. It sounds very efficient. Yeah, we're uh, highly technological here. Sounds great to be
3: a programmer that uses an adding yeah. machine. Uh, Hudson India. Uh, Hudson India.
0: <laughs> that's the <laughs> branch of where the branch. That's, that's the branch where
3: that adds the numbers is Hudson India. We're unveiling that as a new uh, <laughs> a new break room division. There'll be <laughs> another podcast yes. over there. It's a new it's a new break room vertical. <laughs> we'll have a third podcast on the network. Hudson Industries India. Yes.
0: <laughs> we'll have our uh, our Indian co hosts. They'll be joining us on Skype, Ranjit and Chad. <laughs>
3: Yeah, the guys <laughs> we, exactly from Tech Talk. It's the same guys. Yes, right. they're the ones running the ad <laughs> machines. <laughs> uh,
0: so. But are you serious?
3: I don't think you're serious. We have any voicemails this week? No, we don't. That's pretty sad. It says a lot about what's been happening.
0: no, e- no emails, no voicemails. Mm. Just goes to show. How much that uh, Indian location is doing for us. It's kind of like, what's the point? I really thought that adding the Indian branch, you know, I spent $10 million opening up a little (laughs) hovel in India. I uh, I told
3: you to go lower than that. I said, just get like, you know, just try to find a street stand or something to start off. You're like, no, I'm going to go and buy something on high rise. I'm that confident.
0: I went for a corner stand. That was $10 million. A corner stand? In New Delhi, that's, dude, that is, that is like top of the pops you get a corner stand.
3: What's your normal hovel stand? Like something that's like lemonade quality if you're like uh you know selling lemonade on the street i'd eh, run you you know four
0: four five for that
3: oh okay yeah you should have done that at least but that doesn't include the hole in the ground where you shit i got you you have, you have to dig your own yeah. hole you or do they dig even, your own do they is it even permitted out there
0: well you have to it's no it's not permitted but you can i think it's legal oh, shit anywhere so cool. just like china you can shit anywhere you want to and pee anywhere that's an official country stance i believe so okay I believe that's the stance I don't know, you're, you're Hudson, India. I don't know. Thomas is from Asia, I believe he said, being the uh, resident Asian it's on the show. roach with He saw every time he goes back to his home country, he sees uh, people routinely shitting and urinating on the street. This may so. not be the greatest topic ever.
3: Hmm. He kind of dismissed that right away. And he still wipes his butt with his own hand. That's true. He It's he, a lick-wipe system. Yeah. It's pretty
0: <laughs> gross. He, He'll do it anywhere. He, he refuses the Charmin. <laughs> now, we at Hudson Industries India, we can't get behind that. We have, you know, I've... I've well, that's some, why you paid the extra $5 million. Well, yeah, but I've also forcibly removed many of my American employees and forced them into India. But I provided them all the comforts of home, such as a toilet seat over the hole in the ground that's and a roll of teepee. Now that's they, have just to, one roll. they have to reuse the TP. They have they to make the, the one bag. roll last yes. the entire time they're there. Yeah. And when it's full and it's all rolls out, you have to let it sit out in
3: the sun for about thirty days. Did you give them like triple ply and they have to pull a ply off, or it's just no, single that's ply they all gotta, single gotta ply. Oh, okay.
0: no. If it tears, well, too oh, bad.
3: That's that's it for Then that you that have piece. to scotch
0: tape it back together. Well then they're gonna go to the hand wipe if you don't give them more toilet paper. Eh, you know, look, uh I think you're a, just gonna have to accept the culture. I think a, a drop every six months of a new a fresh roll is fine. They can scotch tape it, duct tape it back together. Swallow a it. Nothing wrong with that.
3: We're very generous here at Hudson Industries. <laughs> we have the best of,
0: of benefit packages. You're willing to pay
3: for the extra tape to tape together an old single-ply right. roll of toilet yes. paper, but you're not willing to give them another single-ply roll now, of toilet paper. Now, it's not named brand scotch tape. Yeah. No, it's like Scott tape. Yeah.
0: It was say like Totch or something. And it's tape literally made from ducks. Right. Not ducks. Ducks <laughs>
3: That tape. seems like that would not be ducks more expensive. seems like that would be more expensive. You
0: would think so, but surprisingly not.
3: Huh. Surprisingly part of the not. Ducks? What part of the duck do you use for that?
0: Just like a Native American, I use every part of the duck. Oh, okay. Ah. You can't make a good roll of tape without using every part of ten ten ducks. You that just is, can't. I have heard that. That is an old saying. Which is why I have Hudson Farms. Kind of like the old wise it's, it's an old saying. Yes, I have the the Hudson Ponds, Just Full I, of ducks that you make tape full of out ducks, of. ducks. Yes, I routinely gather
3: flocks. Is it by the Andes
0: Turkey Farm? Uh, it's yeah, it's the next forty acres over. Oh, okay. Although technically, I wonder I, why you guys had eighty acres. Well, technically, Thomas is my sharecropper, <laughs> and he runs the anus farm. I mean, I let him run his own domain there. <laughs> What's going on? What the deuce is going on? <laughs> Again, that was not my computer. I have no
3: browsers open. <laughs> that that was me that time. Apparently, this uh, site has some random ads. I wanted to kick off.
0: Uh, anyways, that was not a, an approved advertisement from Hudson Industries. <laughs> and uh, I'll be shutting that one down so we don't have that again. Well, that's good. I'm glad you care about the show. Unlike some others who aren't here who are off uh, snapping necks and cashing yeah. checks.
3: you got to run a small business, right? Yeah. Or he does.
0: You know the way that he does this is, right, when he's snapping necks and cashing checks? I don't. What he literally does. I don't know anything does, about that. Well, let me explain to you because he put up this uh, private YouTube video and shared it around. Um, he writes media. He writes the, the person that he's firing. Mm. He writes their check, their final check. He then waves it in front of them, like gently wafts it in front of the nose, gently, you know, hits the end of the nose. Just barely touches yeah, them with, yeah. with it. Yeah, just barely touches them with it. And then he kung fu chops their neck off. Oh,
3: okay. Like right in half.
0: While, and he's, then driving in, while
3: he's in a Range Rover?
0: Yeah. Well, he has to, like, he has to drive by <laughs> with his arm extended. Okay.
3: <laughs> with the check and then the chop? Yeah. It's a very complex process. Yeah. But he's a very good driver, surprisingly. <laughs> he must be. To gently waft it. <laughs> to be able to gently left and stern and then, them, and then chop. chop yes, and not run over them or yeah, somebody else, over, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he never, never. It's impressive. He's never run over anyone. That's the most impressive so. skill I've ever heard he's had. Yeah, he's, if he could do all that together, that's why he was hired at his <laughs> respective company. <laughs> it's no water. I can't do that. I yes. can't create verticals.
0: We don't. Demand, I can't do that kind of stuff. Yeah, we don't demand those skills at this company. So that's, <laughs> that's why true. he's not been hired. He's only a sharecropper <laughs> for Hudson Farms. Right. Exactly. He maintains his own forty acres of <laughs> anus jerky.
3: <laughs> Alright, so we're gonna get into some food talk.
0: I'm hungry,
1: I want some food. It's time for another award-winning edition of the
4: Taste Buddies. Okay. Taste Buddies, assemble.
2: As soon as I step foot in the shot, I know that I don't know what I want. I don't fuck you, Tate Buddies, man. Did you go out to eat? I'm so hungry. Aye. I'm bad.
0: So today's snack, what do we have in today's Taste Buddies?
3: Today's snack is more what of a... What do we have today in today's Taste Buddies today? It's more of a classic snack. Uh It's not something that's kind of oddball Kind of like we've done, you know, twist on classic snacks. Or Can't we've done something skin. random, like completely random. Dookie. This one went a little bit more mainstream. Not not dookie. That's kind of on the back end. But uh, this is something that you would actually put in your front hole. Did you jizz all over my car? This is uh, from Frito-Lay. Well, he needs to die. Which uh, should definitely come as a shock, considering that's what... Most everything around here comes from.
0: Yeah, we are. I feel like Frito
3: Lay is pretty much the evil empire of the state of Texas. We're
0: the Frito Lay uh, capital of the
3: world, believe it or not. Uh, believe it. I do believe it. Because
0: believe it or not, George isn't at home, and we are the Frito Lay Corporation <laughs> of the world, or Central City. Basically, just rename us Frito Lay City. <laughs>
3: Frito Lay City. <laughs> Frito State. City the, of, the fresh state of Frito Chips. But, uh, this is an offering that I haven't had much over the years. I've had a few times that I've enjoyed it. Uh, Is it a fresh chip off the line? It's not. Damn it. It is definitely not. I wish it was. Ah! (laughs) Only certain people get that. Ah! (laughs) Unicorn asshole. But uh, it's not a unicorn asshole either. Why is my sperm so powerful? This is a chip, shockingly enough. (laughs) (laughs) We never do chips. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a little different. It's not exactly a chip. It's a chip in a different shape. And with a different type of flavor. How about chocolate dills? Not chocolate dills. This is... The classic, funyun Is that like a bear period. <laughs> now I know you're a big onion ring guy. I know. am. Like I You am. like the fried onion ring. I am. Have I'm you like had the period. funyun?
0: Boy, you know it's it's been put it, to put it in a southern slang. It's been a coon's age since I've had a funyun. <laughs> did you eat it over yonder when you did though? It was a yak. It was the last time I had a funyun was over yonder. It was a coon's age ago <laughs> back in West Texas. There you go. I have not had one of these since probably yonder high school day. I can't remember the last time I had a funny either. It has to've been fifteen years. I I must have the last time must have been I pulled it out of a vending machine at high
3: school. At Yield Ab High. After you ejaculated in the parking lot you came inside No
0: it was after I vomited in the parking
3: lot oh, from the okay. blizzard I got hungry I thought again. you could only ejaculate in the, on the blacktop though <laughs>
0: yeah, well, that, But that was a separate parking lot That was the banned parking lot <laughs> You've done
3: two different things yeah. <laughs> You vomit or ejaculate in different parking lots in Abilene I'm a big fan of uh, <laughs> <have to> excretory <laughs> Yeah I like to excrete in parking excrete lots Only in Abilene <laughs> Only in Abilene though only in Abilene, yes. <laughs> Which by the way a town not doing too well
0: Yeah Having maybe, been that's, there, uh, maybe that's for
3: Maybe we need to take a field trip there yeah, Maybe, maybe. We probably need some kind of protection to go. Through. I feel like we'll get aged just walking around the town. Because you had ni- a nice, fun, fun—well, not fun, but re-
0: an the adventure. Adventure
3: is, back to the old home. There was homeland. a there was a stop in the old homeland on the way to uh, an even worse area. We could talk about the sit those an, another time, but uh, you will be hearing about it on Brew Bloods. I did pick up an Abilene beer. Sweet. And uh, we maybe next, but not not the next episode. It'll
0: be the episode yeah, after. It'll that. be yeah,
3: two episodes from yes. now. Funyuns, as I recall, this Funyuns. is the exact same fucking package they've always yeah, had. Yeah, they have not changed. It's a yellow bag with white stripes, and uh, Funyuns is in green. Two and, different shades of green. And you know what? I applaud them for that. They yeah. know when they've got a thing going. Just stay classic. Stay stay classy, Funyun. Yeah. Classy and classic. Man, Italians. <laughs> a little out, <loud>, huh? <laughs> I tell you, man,
0: you pump them up with methamphetamines... This is what you get. They play Forte, or Mezzo Forte. Not Mezzo, no, it's, uh, what's uh, what's the Double Forte? Is it Double Forte? It's Double Forte, right? <laughs> what's the Double Forte? Is that you said? <laughs> No, I was going to say Mezzo Forte, but that's of Forte. Isn't it Double Forte? Yeah, sure. Double that's, Forte? That's a louder Forte, Yeah, yes. it's, it's Extra Grande
3: Forte. You paid him too much up front. We've I, had that conversation. Yes, but I also gave them methamphetamine this Plus, week. Plus, you don't need to pay him each session. Ah, look, I can't help it. I have drop ten million dollars on Hudson. Do you understand? India. It's a. It's you a, drop millions of dollars on the Italians every year. Do
0: you understand that it's a
3: money laundering situation?
0: Well, it's an operation. Look, I pour all the money here. into into my duck ponds, into my anus jerky sure crop <laughs> farm. And I poured into the Italians Because look They don't They don't uh, have the 1040s I have to write them No IRS checks It's probably something You should keep up I pay there. no taxes for them as your, l- as your legal representation It's not like The would say NSA has it. a program Called Corner over That tracks every bit Of information yeah, That goes across know. the interwebs No Probably not Probably no. not But just in case no. Just in case Look I pay them in cash I pay them in Turkey <laughs> And I pay
3: them in duct tape There you go That's all it is NSA it's- So leave us the fuck alone Leave us alone so, I guess I'll go ahead and just open this up, see if we can get a nice wash of onion. This episode is pretty much dedicated to things Thomas would... It's better that Thomas is not around for. Pow! He hates onions, so... He does. This would not be a good one for him. He hates the color yellow. Everything we were talking about in the second half of the show, all things he would have no interest right. in or never watched. He hates, so he's, this is pretty much the anti-Thomas show. also,
0: believe it or not, he hates things that are in the shape of a circle, too. That's true. He's not a circle fan. No, he hates... He's kind of a square guy. And these are... Va- yeah, he's a square. He's just like the '60s guys when they, you know, they like to make the air shape like when Dobby Gillis would make the square. Don't throw a
3: trapezoid at him. Either. No, no, don't. Throw, no, that, that fucks. He's with strictly him. a four corner man. He's like that's kind of like yeah. a kind of like a square, although I guess, not. yeah, it's four corners. It's four but corners, it's, but it's not. But he likes even. A, he likes some square. He likes an even. Yeah. yeah, he likes a nice ninety degree angle. He may get it behind a rectangle every now and again, but trapezoid's too that's crazy. That's when he's going a little crazy. Yeah, he's, had he's a, had little, had a He's had a couple in him. Yeah, He'll go rectangle. A little too
0: much of the shiner premium in him, <laughs> but square, uh, a fucking circle. He's right out.
3: Now I don't smell, I don't smell any onion really. Maybe really, maybe a vague smell. Again, a vague scent of onion.
0: It's been a coon's age since I yeah. smelled these, so I feel like it used to be a strong onion there's, smell. There's a
3: vague scent of onion. I don't think it's strong though. Vague is what I would call that. Yeah. Yes. Maybe some whatever the spices that's on that tea. You can now we'll say um, something that
0: is strangely enough produced here in in Dallas is a chip that is unique to Hawaii that we cannot get here, and it's uh, you can only get it in the Hawaiian Islands. And they make an onion, uh, potato flavored chip. Oh, it's okay. like golden onions. Yeah, it smells just like that. Now, maybe next time, if I ever get to go to Hawaii again, I will bring some of those back. Maybe they're just onions in a different shape. Maybe, maybe I should go they're to just the with everybody. The, the factory that's located in Plano with George yeah. North of here. Maybe I should go like sneak into their factory and steal some of them, since it doesn't make any fucking sense
3: why we can't get them <laughs> in our town where they're produced. Just that's like Pepsi a, Cheetos, why can't we get those here? Yeah, that's a good. That's a very good question. That sounds like a question for somebody else. Which I hear tell by the way ah! that one F thirteen
0: is sending us a special Cheeto that uh, comes from uh, Japan. Well, that sounds great, and it's of a certain corn cob flavor. Oh, now spoiler. Yeah, I hear. Don't spoil it any further. Supposedly he's he's sending us that plus some other goodies. So we'll see.
3: So I guess you want a couple of these out of here. Sure. We'll just examine these. Take a look at them. Uh, no. they look like onions I mean they look like onion rings yeah they cheap. do you know they do have that I recall them having more spice than this or like seasoning than this before too maybe they did maybe they've gone cheap with them maybe they have gone cheap like I remember them being like little specks on there or something yeah but they, it's nothing it just looks like a plain did you get ring. these in Abilene no I got them oh I was gonna say maybe that's why it's like their economy is degraded so much they don't get the
0: full Funyun <laughs>
3: no they get or they not didn't, didn't stop by and buy a bunch of things in you Abilene. know what you should have done was gone to Ab High
0: I, I think school is still in session you should have walked into the cafeteria and got the old shit ass Taco Bell we used to have, <laughs>
3: or I bet that's probably gone. Or this maybe point. some
0: of the uh, cafeteria gravy. I could have tried that. Uh, that's a go. good point. Uh, our chicken fried steak.
3: <laughs> could have drank the gravy again.
0: Yeah, could have had a nice eight hour old gravy <laughs> shot. Now these are—I will say—these are lighter than a real
3: onion ring. Oh yeah, these are like nuclear they're yellow. Much just puffs. Like, yeah, they're puffs of whatever this is—cornmeal or whatever it is that they put I'm together. I'm not sure it's cornmeal, but. <laughs> I feel like cornmeal is way more wholesome than this. you yeah, think? I don't know. I like to think so. Enriched cornmeal,
0: pal. Oh, that's wow. Look thing. at you. you. This is why you're a food scientist. I know. And these are a thing. Yeah. You, so that's right. right. You're why a thing. It. I'm a professor of stuff. I'm not a professor of things. <laughs> Only professors of stuff know that. Exactly. Listen bloods. Well, I'm a professor of things, so I know. stuff that's doesn't what, know that. That's what I said. Did I say that backwards? Yeah, you did. Okay. Well, whatever. Yeah. I'm not a professor of words <laughs> or
3: knowledge. You know a lot of them. You just can't necessarily speak a lot of them. Now, mine. Unfortunately, broken half here. That's we got. True. I've only got a partial o o o. You do have a full bag if
0: you'd like a full. That's o. true. We can consume more, so I guess there's nothing. But left they do look this. like an onion ring. I mean, they
3: look like something you might get at Sonic, at a Sonic drive-in, or yeah, whatever. If you put one close to your nose, you get more of an onion smell. Yeah, and it's kind of an onion ring smell. Now if I just really if you shove it up your nose, jab it up there, you, you really yeah, and you then I get a nice like. You and break the corneal onion, into yeah. your nasal cavity? I get like a nice yeah. oniony flavor. Now smash your nostril and then inhale it, then you'll really get a good vibe for it.
0: Now I'm getting really strong
3: onion flavor. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. It's, it's, it's fully there. Now yeah. I get it. Yeah. You should gram that. I should gram that.
0: <laughs> yeah, let me uh, let me gram this. Let me gram real quick,
4: guys. I,
3: I should, should periscope on the break room. this. Gramming on the break room. Ooh, we
0: gotta flip the camera here. Is Felipe with you? He is not. Felipe is not here with us. No. He can't gram this. No, he cannot vaginal rejuvenation balls (laughs) damn you into the vagina and out the ass
3: on the break room (laughs) hey you demanded that a gram that's true you didn't just want to leave that in there for the entire show and then do it at the end you had to demand gram (laughs) sorry about that guys yeah it may or may not be worth it when you see it so I guess there's nothing left to do but take a bite right Pretty good little crunch, satisfying crunch,
0: big time crunch on it. Actually, a way bigger crunch than I remember. Yeah, but then again, I've been deprived of the funyun, <laughs> the fun of the funyun, since uh, Nippon.
3: Uh, it's a rare treat around here. Ninety six, ninety seven. It's a rare treat. It's a hard thing to find. Yeah, There are rarities here. We'll say though, the flavor doesn't stay too long as you're eating it. No, quickly disappears. Now I'm sorry to, sorry to you know,
0: crunch right into the microphone here but you're not sorry i'm not that's it's what, a satisfying crunch i
3: listen to that yeah that's what we do on the show we're eating snacks what do you expect yeah that is that i have to say of all the um
0: do you call these chips i that's Give i mean the rings i don't know they're in the family of, of crispy potato products that is probably the most satisfying crunch we've had yet well this is cornmeal not potato
3: whatever <laughs> a breaded product that we've had It's the a crispy breaded product Salt is about the uh, the Third highest ingredient How much sodium is in each one? About oh 2300 grams 280 milligrams <laughs> Not that I object Per ounce Entire package, 28% of your daily intake of sodium
0: um, hey, What does the government know? They don't know my taxes They
3: don't know Funyuns Or, or salt intake I'd suggest you uh, you silence on that issue Legal counsel now, I will say the disappointing part of it is the flavor really goes away kind of quick. It does. It turns into just, like, generic cornmeal taste. It disappears quickly at Which, the, to use a brood blood term, at the back of the throat, back yeah, of the tongue. It disappears quickly. Got a strong upfront palate to it. It does. Uh, and that's part of the disappointment of, or maybe the change that they made that makes it not as good. Like I say, before they had a lot of spice on it. Again, you, you say that, but are you sure you weren't I mean, you used to smoke a lot of crack. Well, yeah, that's true. Maybe, I, maybe my I'm whole not, experience was just
0: enhanced by that. I was going to say, I'm not so sure you weren't having the Mr. G's onion rings at the time. Maybe
3: I was, and I thought it was Funyuns. Yeah, I I, I was I like, mean, it's awesome they put real onion in this. They yeah. don't even put real onion in it anymore. And when you smoke crack, this, all you see is yellow. So you see everything yeah, is yellow. So I think... That's a good point. I
0: think maybe you're thinking of the wrong product. Now, we would have to consult a free to lay historian <laughs> to really verify these facts. That's true, we would. And, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately we, we don't have... Don't have one of them here. I don't but have access to one. No. You get
2: quite a camel toe shot.
0: <laughs> now, maybe someday we can have him on the air and we can unveil Perhaps. the secret. Who it uh, is. Yeah, the the Funyun recipe.
5: Take
1: he this has really fat hands. <laughs> He has really fat hands.
0: I don't know about that. But Now, the interesting thing is they say these are great for picnics, parties, and lunches. I've never
3: had these at a picnic, nor party, nor lunch. I think the Funyun's a little divisive. Like, I think a lot of people don't like onion. Like yeah, onion rings. That's true. Mm-hmm. You don't like onion, though, right? I don't mind onion rings. Like, I don't like raw onion. If it's cooked onion in certain ways, it's not bad. And I definitely don't mind the onion ring. Like, I'll eat some... I'll eat some, like, Whataburger onion rings. Those are really good. Yeah. I'll eat, uh I used to eat the little tiny Burger King onion rings back in the day cuz they didn't have a ton of onion in them but a little was fine. So you're okay with a little onion. I thought you were little onion. I thought you were strictly anti onion. Little cooked onion. I thought you were the Hitler of onion. I'm very anti raw onion. I don't like raw okay, onion. Okay, so you're all. you're the Hitler of raw onion. There, I suppose. Right. Like just like Thomas <laughs> is the Hitler
0: of circles and yellow. You're the Hitler of raw onion. This is the Hitler of small business.
3: <laughs> yes. He's the <laughs> Hitler of uh Cut
2: and balls,
3: (laughs) but um, yeah. So I just—that's why I said this is a good one for us because I'm pretty sure Thomas hates onions. Yeah, he would have given this two flaming thumbs down. Yeah, although even before he ate it,
0: from a torture angle, I kind of would have enjoyed it.
3: Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Now I I will say it has a little bit of like an onion aftertaste. I don't know, like it kind of sits in the palate. Yeah, and gives you a little bit of an onion aftertaste. Yeah, I don't know if that's good. And I'm not so sure about the upfront taste. Is it really that oniony? No. it's I not. feel like it's for it's the spice. Whatever the spices are, they put in there. Yeah, it's or the seasonings. It's whatever It's something
0: they put in that there. you know. It's it's the the uh, incest byproduct fourth cousin onion. That's the flavor that is. I mean, it's. I feel like onions like in
3: the room when they make these, but yeah. it's not a part of the actual yeah, mixture. It,
0: it's the onion that was missing three chromosomes. Perfect. That uh, you know, like produced a finger painting of what an onion might look
3: like of himself onion powder is included in the mix yeah
0: but how much though
3: but there it's pretty far down the list actually it's below buttermilk powder (laughs) putting that beef out and i don't know what buttermilk powder tastes like. i don't either i've never seen onion powder is lower on the list than buttermilk you would think onion powder would be like the second thing cornmeal onion powder yeah you would think so or or onion powder cornmeal yeah exactly so one that
0: be one lot, B. That'd be yeah. a lot of
3: onion powder. Yeah, but you have the again, most cornmeal.
0: You have onion in your name. You know, it's spelled wrong. Right. They spell onion wrong here. I mean, technically, this should be F-U-N-I-O-N-S, not Yuns. Right. Not It should be ions, not Yuns. So, points off for that? You know, I appreciate a good spelling. <laughs> uh. I appreciate
3: uniqueness, though. Although so they, it's do, they four. do,
0: they yes, they managed to uh, you know change some letters and get the same sound in.
3: I appreciate yeah. that, and they did put the fun in onion. So, man, I just had another one that was actually packed full of onion flavor. So maybe they're just uneven. Let me just have a mouthful here, which that says something about them too. It shouldn't be uneven. They should all taste the same, or very close. I'm getting some onion flavor now. Yeah, you shouldn't have to stuff your mouth full of them to and get onion flavor. Strong
0: onion flavor. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. So it's like the onion powder is not evenly mm-hmm. dispersed Amongst mm-hmm. the cornmeal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's a negative mm. I'm going to put that as a mm. negative hmm Shouldn't they all be the same A mass produced item like this are pretty damn mm. close I agree you know what I've I finally
0: figured out What the flavor is What's that Bugles It's bugles pus, plus, And pus <laughs> Bugles pus <laughs> a Pussy bugle Puss onion powder And probably that buttermilk powder yeah, maybe the buttermilk powder is in Bugles You know what I'm guessing is the buttermilk powder there Is probably When a lot of people use buttermilk um, In like breading and stuff like that yeah. It's probably to represent that flavor Probably It's Bugles plus onion powder plus You know, a taint's worth of buttermilk Right But the resounding aftertaste is a Bugle Your basic bottom of the line You know, bottom standard of the bugle. barrel Standard yeah. Bugle Not so. your
3: fancy pepperoni Bugles or anything like that I'm guessing the standard bugles made made on cornmeal then Nobody could ever know that. It's impossible to know. Again, we could never know. I'll never know it. I never
0: will either. And yeah. I'm not gonna seek the answer either. <laughs> it's a thing that I won't know. Yeah, but it's bugle. It's bugle. Yeah. The, it, I'm gonna, gonna the be heart, in every fucking thing. Some wizard decided. You know what? I'm gonna take a bugle. I'm gonna link them up. I'm gonna make a circle. I'm gonna call it. A, I'm gonna put some onion powder and some buttermilk powder and call it. We'll a Call onion. it something else. I'm gonna take the holes out of the little bugle. Kind of looks like them an together. Onion. Gonna heat them ring Gonna take a torch to it. Gonna melt some the butter together. In there. Yeah. Put some buttermilk. Put them in a cast iron mold. And there we go. There's my funny. Put some Dextrose in there. Yeah. Bitch. There's Dextrose, a funyun. Yeah, some MSG. Dextrose, bitch. Some Dextrose, bitch. Yeah. yeah. yeah you know, scientifically, you, you said it like that? Like, it's not.
3: I'm putting Dextrose, bitch. It, scientifically, it's known as Dextrose B. Oh, okay. And for the kids. But do you think he had to be all ass like oh, that? Oh, yeah. He's totally Jesse Pinkman. At first, he's talking all scientifically and yeah. nerdy, and, and then all of a sudden, he gets to Dextrose. He's like, Dextrose, bitch. bitch. <laughs> Makes total sense. He, you know, talks about his mad cheddar and... Yeah Yo. Yeah, then he goes yeah, he goes pink after that. Straight street like, after like, that. Like what the yeah. hell happened? Like we hired this guy as a scientist and now he's talking to me like some jackass off the street. Some freak off the street. <laughs> so ratings.
0: Ratings. Ratings. Again, I appreciate uh Okay. I appreciate their unwavering loyalty to the classic Funyan bag. Nothing wrong with this bag. Is this a comment? It is uh it is a rating. It's, it's great. I appreciate it. And it's only $1.49 for this package, which I appreciate as well. It's not bad. It's economical in these hard trying times and oil prices are skyrocketing. Uh, you know. <laughs> not so much. Everybody's got diarrhea. That's true. Um, you know, it, these are hard times. Where we're living. You know, rent prices are increasing. I can still afford a funyin. Yeah. For $1.49. I appreciate that. What I also appreciate is the massive crunch on the funyin. All the immigrants come in and eat all the other chips. Right. All we're left with is Funyuns. That's all we have left. Yeah. And in my emergency kit from now on will be the Funyun. <laughs> I'm going to stock it in. My MREs. sure so them. I'm burning them. I'm putting them in a fire. Right next to your AK-47. Right. Yeah, that, that I get from a car ship. It's it. going to be Funyuns. Yes. Yeah. Um, the most satisfying crunch, I believe, that we've had out, out of a product that was designed to be crispy
5: <laughs>
0: in our entire Taste Buddy days, Funyuns, top of the pops crunch there. I, I would like agree. It. I like it. It's very, very satisfying. Crunchy. Flavor, again, identified it because I'm a scientist. Scientist, <laughs> I'm a science test. Identified it as the bugle core. Added, I know a onion. Lot of words. It's not bad up front, but you need an entire snootful of the of the onion. You got to gotta fill your, your whole flavor. hand and shove it yeah, in your mouth. Exactly, it's the only way you get the true onion flavor. Right, disappearing in the back. You know, not bad, not great on the back. Overall, a satisfying treat though for my snacking days. I. Might from now on reach for these <laughs> in my snack aisle because you have too much diarrhea. They're not my favorite, but they're very, very satisfying. Salty, slightly sweet, oniony, a little ball of buttermilky, a little buttermilk, and they're better than your average bugle because your average bugle sucks. Dextrose, bitch. Dextrose, so it puts in your it face. Over the end. So I give this this uh product here two thumbs up. Oh,
3: that's pretty good. No gas. Pretty good little rating, though. But you know what? For a it generic, uh, for a generic Frito Lay product, packaging, classic. I give that two thumbs up. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no. You stick with what works. Classics. Are satisfying. It's satisfying. Great. They don't need no fanciful characters. No, absolutely not. Uh, Funyuns spelling, like it makes a fun onion. I like it. Creative stuff. I give that two yeah, thumbs creative, up too. Yes. That's a good creative, idea. Yes. You were complaining about the spelling earlier. I think it's a benefit. So I'm saying it's positive. The smell not too great. Pretty much nothing. That'd be kind of a sideways. Again, if
0: you get it close, you get it in your snoot. Yeah, if you throw yeah, if you have to shove yeah. it
3: up your nose then it's okay. Um, also I have to give them a little bit lower rating for the fact that the taste is uneven. Now you stuffed your whole mouth full of them. Yeah. Got a big taste. I got a big taste off of one. Right. And before, I had two and didn't have a big taste needs to be more even than that. Disperse right. your onion powder a little more evenly amongst your corn syrup, or corn syrup, Bunch your uh, cornmeal and your corn syrup. So, a little bit down on that. Uh, but overall, it's not overly powering. Like, there's not just an extreme onion flavor to it, to where you're just going to, like, offend everybody you're around, and you're going to smell like onion. That's the other thing I like about raw onions. Yeah. Um, it's not going to make you cry. It's not going to make you cry. Even if you jab one of these in your
0: eye, and I did so earlier, Yeah. it's not going to make you cry. Yeah, you did it in your eye and your anus. Yeah, you might bleed, but yeah. it's
3: not gonna make you cry. You can put it in any orifice you proved. Yeah, absolutely, and, and it's, absolutely. Okay. And it's an erotic treat. Yeah, well, exactly. Try it with your lady your man friend. You have an oniony anus after right? that, and it's absolutely that's probably a treat for your significant
0: other, other. Tell you what, try this. Try uh, breaking a funyun in half because this is fun. It's the fun in the onion. Break it in half and stick it in an orifice. Yeah, there and you then, go. And slowly nibble your way towards the orifice. Auditory or other. Yeah, it's just any orifice. <laughs> like, stick it in all the orf- right. orifice. There you go. Just go to town. And it's a, sl- a funy night. Slowly, over the course of about 8 to 10 hours, slowly nibble your way towards each orifice. <laughs> That's slow, though. Yeah, that, yes, absolutely. <laughs> nibble, the nibblest of bites. Right.
3: Or if you want to speed it up, grab a few gerbils. Just go to town. Dude, yeah, do whatever you need gerbils to do. Gerbils love Funyuns. It's their favorite snack. Now, one rating or one item that really goes into my rating is could I drop a bag of Funyuns next to a sandwich or a burger or something? I'm going to say yes. I could eat a bag of Funyuns with it. There have been chips we've had. Yeah. You don't want more than a couple. Then you want to vomit. Yeah. But no, I could eat a bag of Funyuns. Could be a nice sandwich friend. Eat eat a standard snack bag Mm. of Funyuns. Hence it's, uh, you know, allusions to picnics on the back. Absolutely. They
0: recognize the the full sandwich power. They're right about that.
3: So I have to give it two thumbs up as well
0: <laughs> there you go free delay you have won a round here at taste buddies now coming up next segment we have a lot of things we have a full docket here dustin i don't know if, you know, if, if you're uh, aware of this a full docket get out of here mimosa man uh, <laughs> Thomas isn't here. He's he's out uh, snapping those necks and catching those checks. This is an
3: anti-Thomas segment coming up next.
0: Um, So we're going to caution you up front because we're going to talk about three things here. Uh, One, we're going to talk about Dave Letterman's last episode, and I don't think you really have to worry about spoilers there. But that will be the last thing we talk about. Or should should we talk about it first? Uh, Let's talk about it first. Okay, we'll talk about that first. (laughs) Then we're going to get into the spoiler. We don't do planning here. Then we'll get into the spoilery stuff. Spoiler being, we're going to talk about The Jinx, the Robert Durst documentary that came out about that, on like eight months ago. And uh, <laughs> uh, if you haven't watched that, I would – and you don't know the outcome for some bizarre reason. Then I mean, you probably want to skip that part. Probably skip that. And we're also going to cover the show Madman. that Dustin Niles only watch, and that is Madman. Madman. Madman, the last episode of that. So The last one. If you have not watched any of these shows, I would suggest you hold off, you tap the brakes – you put the pause on your iPhone or go your ahead, Android
3: device. Go ahead and delete the episode, re-download yes. it, and listen to the first half again. Because there's no spoilers in the first half. And then delete half. it again,
0: then go watch those shows, right. then come back, re-download it three times. And then go and download then, all of the Brewbloods, and yes. then come back. And, and then, then, then back and th- come back, and then You, you don't, don't even have to listen again. to those, just download yes. them all, then come back here. <laughs> hit play. Exactly. And once you've done that, then you'll fulfill your obligation to this show. <laughs> all right. All right.
4: You are just a hit telling a tall tale. Six o'clock already. I
5: was just in
4: the middle of a dream. Hello. I'm John Ham. You know, ad executives are always trying to find new and exciting ways to present products to the American consumer. Well, tonight I'm here to talk to you about a product that doesn't need any glitz or gloss. It's a product that speaks for itself. And I'm proud to endorse it. John Ham's John Ham. ham you can eat in the bathroom. Let's face it. We live in a fast paced world. But if you're as busy as I am, every day you have to make a decision. Am I going to eat lunch? Or am I going to go to the bathroom? Well, now you never have to make that choice again. Each John Ham's John Ham dispenser is located opposite the toilet paper dispenser. You never get confused. Like other bathroom ham dispensers, John Ham's John Ham has only the finest boar's head oven roasted ham. Mmm, that's good ham. Now, I know what you're thinking that I'm only endorsing John Ham because John Ham is also my name. Well, you're wrong. You're dead wrong. First of all, my last name has two M's, and second of all, my first name doesn't have an H. Feel like a dummy yet? Because you should. And if you order in the next five minutes, you'll get a free dispenser of John Ham's mustard soap. It's a delicious mustard that has no soap properties at all. And if you're wondering, it tastes great on ham. So what are you waiting for? Don't you find yourself on the toilet craving high quality ham slices. Tell your boss to order one for the office today order John Hams John Ham, call 1 800 555 0199 or go to our website, John Hams Ham ham.ham.com. Remember the John Hams John Ham motto. It feels like a slice of ham. Don't wipe your ass with it. Eight.
2: When the world cried out in agony at the horrors of the evil Lord Blankish culture, three men came from a distant land to defend them with their thumbs of fire. Separately, these warriors are known as Mark the Bus, Thomas the Tank, and Dirty Dirty Dustin. But when evil threatens, they raise their hands to the sky and summon the fire to become the Thumbs of Fury. Are you ready? It's Thumb Time!
3: Me <laughs> no Welcome back to the phones. They could be a blazing, depending on what we're talking about here. And they could be blazing either way. That's true. Our thumbish swords could be blazing
0: into the sky or blazing straight down to the heart of whatever we're talking about. Or they may just be pointed
3: up or down. We'll have to see. Could be as simple as that as well. But it won't be. <clears throat> it is never that simple. <laughs> it's Dustin. never that simple. That's a good point, Mark. I'm <laughs> full of good <laughs> points tonight. <laughs> Did you take some comedy classes? You did, didn't you? <laughs> Definitely learned how to guffaw. Huh. Sounds like you're about to pass out. You're passing out. Passing out. <laughs>
0: uh, so here we're, we're here to... Uh, <laughs> this is sort of a Double Dead uh, Hall of Fame entry, perhaps. That, it uh, is. You know, we're here to possibly celebrate the death of the David Letterman Show. It's time for the break. Room's Double Dead Hall of Fame. Hi, Billy here for th- into the vagina and out the ass oh my goodness hello now this is a show that i grew up watching a lot of but i have to say in the last decade or so i've not been a regular viewer of letterman i watched them a lot in high school i mean no, they're not viewers yeah no they actually were for letterman (laughs)
3: that's true i I was not a a,
0: i was not a regular viewer of letterman since high school nor conan i used to watch conan every he's watched letterman conan every night back to back to back to back to back back. i've watched conan more often Mm -hmm. since as well
3: but i still haven't watched him much yeah um letterman it's been here or there very occasionally very small bits Mm -hmm. i'll watch a segment here there definitely not a p1 of uh no of david letterman in a long time no um but yeah, I as well. I loved him in high school and middle school both, I watched him a ton. Much like Conan, they both not that Conan's lost his edge. He
0: you know, he's more blunted now than he was back when he was the 11:30 uh,
3: slot. I would say Conan's I don't know, he's still pretty much got the same kind of humor, like if you yeah, but if I, you sit down and watch his stand, like his uh, monologue. It's still pretty funny. There's still a couple of jokes that really hit pretty well. It just just feels like, for me, and this is not supposed
0: to be about Conan, but it feels like since he left NBC in the later slot, it feels like he's lost some of that edge. And I think some of that might be a requirement of that earlier slot. It probably is, because to get back to
3: what we were talking about. thinking about the masturbating bear, I mean, come on. Right, but again. Back to Letterman, yes. Right, back to Letterman, it's kind of the same deal. Yeah. Because you know, obviously Letterman was in that late
0: shift after after Although, Carson. He was still funny in his t- is uh well ten thirty here locally eleven thirty Eastern.
3: Yeah. slot. when he got his when he first went to the Late Show in ninety three. For anybody that doesn't know the history of that, uh, basically he was the late the late late show host on NBC for uh, a number of years. Mm-hmm. He started a morning show, I believe, in nineteen eighty, right, and then ended up on the Late Late Show shortly thereafter. Wasn't he the weatherman on the morning show? He might have been the weatherman. I think yeah. so, but um. Anyway, so when he went to the Late Late Show, uh, once Carson was going to retire, everybody thought, well, obviously Letterman's going to get that, and then, of course, Jay Leno got that show, Mm -hmm. so Letterman got pissed and went to CBS and started the Late Show, which CBS had no Late Show prior to... David Letterman going over there in 1993,
0: and if you want to watch something about that, you can watch the Late Shift. It's always available Shift, yeah. on uh, HBO Go. Right, it's always available. Which um,
3: at the time I had, I didn't, I never understood it. Like I didn't understand why NBC didn't, didn't want to keep Letterman after he'd been there all those years. It seemed like he was the heir to the throne, the, to the throne. Exactly, and falling right after that again, 1993. That's years ago for anybody that's you know a little bit younger doesn't know what was going on back then. Uh, that's when Conan took over the Late Late Show right. after uh, Leno. So it was Leno and then Conan, mm-hmm. and then you had Letterman. And uh, I don't remember who this first guy was. Uh, I think it was the same guy who, who I can never remember who was originally the host of The Daily Show that left The oh, Daily Show uh, and then John Stewart took over. Oh, God, the guy from ESPN. Uh, yeah. Whatever uh, the guy's name with is. The, uh, God, what was his name? <laughs> Craig Kilborn. Craig Kilborn. there yeah. you go. So Kilborn was there... At, Actually, before Craig Kilborn, it was Tom Snyder. Do you remember not over, The daily over? show. No, no, no. I'm talking about the late late show. Oh, okay. Tom I'm Snyder sorry. did the late late Craig show. Craig Kilburn did
0: The late show as well.
3: Yeah, he took it over after Tom Snyder and then after him okay. went to Craig Ferguson. I do remember Tom Snyder. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs> Which I always thought was odd. <laughs> okay, we're watching a uh we're watching Letterman, who's yeah. you know a funny standard yeah. uh late night show host. And then you have Tom Snyder who's just guffawing it up with these one on one interviews. Tom Snyder and was it was so weird. I'll tell you what Tom Snyder was, he was a throwback. Yeah. It was a
0: total throwback to the '60s a, and the
3: '70s. But it was like a funnier Nightline or something. Like it didn't make yeah. any sense. Like it, it just didn't fit that slot, in my opinion. It was weird, but he was a, he was a total throwback. Which why we barely, at least I barely ever watched that, no. and I would watch Conan, obviously. Yeah, I caught the tail end. I never understood
0: why that guy was successful. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it just seemed to be the antithesis of what they were going
3: for at the time, right? But yeah, when Craig Kilborn took over, they made it more of a standard. You know, late night show. Oh, breaking news by the way. Tom Snyder, dead,
0: July twenty ninth, two thousand seven. Oh. Double dead hall of fame.
5: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Out the ass, Tom Snyder. Sorry. You're not making it in. Suck it. <laughs> Just for your laughter, you're not making it in. <laughs> 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 exactly. So but this is
0: also not about Tom Snyder. <laughs>
3: It's not, or Craig Kilborn or <laughs> Craig Ferguson. It's not about any of these guys. Conan Bryan, or John Stewart, or Larry. Or Jay Leno, it's, it's about yeah. Letterman. It's about Letterman. Now, uh, from the early show, or the earlier, the late night shows, mm-hmm. the first late night shows, I always preferred Letterman over Leno. I was always a Letterman mm. person. I loved Definitely. Letterman when he was in the late, late shift. Yeah. Um. You know, we were kids, obviously, 11, right. 10, 11, when we were first watching that. But I I understood most of it, I think. At the, not everything, I'm sure. No. I understood enough to laugh at
0: it, but he had such a wide range. Yeah. I mean, he—it was obvious, at least as a kid, when I first started watching that he wasn't totally safe, like Johnny Carson. Totally you know, safe? I, no, not necessarily. You say that, but if you go back and watch nah. it, not necessarily. He was pretty safe. I'll say he had some but edgy he, he double
3: entendres ed- and stuff. Sometimes. Yeah, he was edgier than Leno. Yeah, he was probably. And
0: I remember watching that. And there's a lot of stuff that flew over my head. Obviously, I didn't get. He was entertaining as a kid and whatever. And then yeah. Leno took over. And you compared when I compared I. W- when, uh, I guess we were 12 or 13 when Letterman took over.
3: We were 13, yeah.
0: 13? It was 93. Yeah. Yeah, so there was something that just spoke to the edginess of, of his comedy that Jay Leno wasn't when he compared the two. Yeah, I would agree with that. And over the years, like, I remember, you know, so many iconic scenes of... uh of Letterman, especially the early years of you right. know there was the Drew Barrymore incident where she right. you know, flashed him on TV, and then there was yeah Madonna that it was controversial and I I, when she came on there I yeah don't exactly she would, what happened
3: and then Andy Kaufman getting punched yes there was Letterman
0: launching launching people onto a giant Velcro wall I remember right. that throwing watermelons off buildings yes that was also there uh, <laughs> and I feel like there was some maybe I could be wrong but I feel like there was something the like, giant pancake or something there might have been uh, you uh, know those. so many. So many iconic it's like it's like Conan,
3: you know, the early years, like the the furry limousine and We used to make jokes about, you know, our humor would be better if Letterman's humor was better that evening. He was like yeah. a big influence on us yeah. all through high school. And we were we were we try to make bets with each other that yeah. somebody had to shave their head in the Paul Schaefer haircut. <laughs> that was a That was a frequent uh yes, that was a frequent That's back before Schaefer made the good yeah. idea of shaving his head completely. He had the bad partial comb over. Well you think that's bad. You
0: should see Paul Schaefer back in the SNL days when he was the uh when he was the second hand man to Howard Shore. Yeah. Who was who was actually and it went on to write like the Lord of the Rings soundtrack. Right. He was the the piano man for Howard Shore. Well you talk about some bad hair. Because he had the Paul Schaefer, <laughs> but think about down to your shoulders. Oh boy. Yeah, that was the old Paul Schaefer. <laughs> so yeah, maybe we'll do a bet someday. Maybe we'll do a weight loss challenge, but the uh but the Paul Schaefer hair the losers have to have the the old uh, nineteen ninety three Paul Schaefer hair.
3: <laughs> and you That would make you motivated. Yeah, it really would.
0: <laughs> Really would. <laughs> but uh,
3: I always liked Paul Schaefer. I thought I mean I, he didn't he's, add a whole lot. He was kind of like a laughing epic man, but I thought he's just such a character. Like just a yeah. character on stage.
0: I mean, and you know, the the guy never met a joke he could land. You know, it's oh yeah. His it's funny, especially watching this last episode and I hadn't seen it in a long time, watch the show, but you know, they they have those old rhythms and Paul Schaefer just like he has no punchlines. Like right. he just adds on like little verbal yeah, ticks like, to I, whatever day. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Sure, right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah, but it, it you know, his whole role as a band leader and
3: being a pizzazzy frontman, right. Worked. He worked really well. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, he's like a an Ed, Ed McMahon who had musical yes. talent. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he's way
0: better than that guy that played for uh, Leno, Kevin Kevin Kevinson. Yeah, I can't that would remember. just sit on a sit on the edge of the stage and play lazily. Right, like, that guy. He, hell, he would kind he of would,
3: half laugh at anything, just go, <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know, he was getting paid just to laugh. but he'd pretty much just smile at Leno yeah. and play a little guitar riff or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He like the, the Seinfeld.
0: <laughs> right. That was pretty much it, yes.
3: But, you know, the couple of times I would I'd caught Letterman over the years in, in the mid-aughts to the early 2010s, yeah. felt like he was phoning that in for a while. Like well, he, he wasn't really... He wasn't adding jokes to no. his repertoire. It was just kind of a requirement for a late night shows. I really just fell away. I mean, I
0: like most TV, I fell away once I went to college. It just didn't have, I didn't have, first of all, I didn't have a TV for a while. And then once I did, I didn't have time to really watch it that much. I dedicated it to a very few select shows, not a nightly show. Right. So yeah, it really fell away for me. But, you know, watching it again, it really, you know, watching it felt like slipping on an old glove in some ways. Yeah. But obviously it's
3: missing that edge. Sure. And that, that punch that he used to have. But it's better than the couple I did see where he would yeah. like barely any jokes would land. Yeah, you no, know, know he wasn't even recording five days a week. At, yeah. He was anymore, recording and, four days a week. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He wasn't yeah. even doing five days anymore. I and, think every Friday was a rerun, right? Yeah, uh, I think it was, yeah. Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> I mean that's really throwing it in.
0: Ever since the heart attack, he's really downshifted right. quite a bit. Oh yeah. You know, as far as this episode goes, this last episode, I didn't watch any of the the ones leading up to it with Tom Hanks or Bill Murray or. Any I heard those. clips from him, but I didn't. I didn't watch them. Yeah, it really. Um, you know, I was surprised at a number of fronts. I, I was fine with him not having any guests. Like one exclusive, one or two exclusive guests. That's fine. Outside of the food fighters, I think that was a good idea. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, it, it's appropriate. Yeah. I really love the the kids with like. All the
3: look back stuff. I wish they'd spend a little more time with that. The classic clips were some of the best parts. Yeah, even I, the Taco Bell thing I thought was funny. I liked the the stuff with the kids was good. Yeah, the stuff with the kids was really funny. Yeah, I, I I wonder what it would be like to be one of the kids that was in that segment. Yeah, and then to go back and be watching that again. I'm sure that would be pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, to my understanding, this whole last week or two, he's been doing like best of clips like okay. that. Um. I thought the top ten list was done pretty well.
0: Yeah, we, I've, we've actually cut some of this audio here, so maybe we can go through this and kind of uh, talk about how you know how good about it. Now, this is unedited audio. This is right. exactly the way it played on air. So here we go with the, the top ten list, which I think was the best part of the show outside of the kids. The kids just doesn't translate very well audibly. It's no, more it doesn't. It's very, very visual.
3: So
4: Right. Top ten things I've always wanted to say to Dave. Number ten, Alec Baldwin.
0: If you want me to stop it just say stop.
4: <laughs> of all the talk shows yours is most geographically convenient to my home. Number 9,
0: Barbara Walters. What the fuck is going on here
3: with yeah, Barbara was, Walters? That was the one I was going to stop on. Was she drunk? I don't know. She couldn't understand where to go. Like, she way overwalked. She have a lot of, like, uh, a lot of gin and juice going on in those uh, <laughs> Apparently adult so. diapers, like, soaking it up through her butt. I don't know what was going was on. doing the vertical butt chug. And the way that she delivers the the punchline is she not just too did, great either. I mean... And it's not the best punchline ever, but the way she delivers it it's makes like she, it worse.
0: It's like she didn't even bother to review the cards yeah. before she got out there. So here we go. Listen to this.
3: That's them redirecting her to the right spot. Yes. Couldn't find her mark.
1: Dave, did you know that you wear the same cologne as Mama
4: Gaddafi? Number eight, Steve Martin. Like
3: like what was up with the cologne sniff? Yeah.
0: Did you know you wear the same
4: cologne?
3: It's like she was snorting cologne off of her hand or something, like a coke addict. Mama Gaddafi. So, didn't, didn't like her much. Yeah, horrible. Alec Baldwin, good. Your extensive plastic surgery was a necessity and a mistake. Good line. Number seven, Jerry Seinfeld. We did cut the laughter out just so everyone knows. No, this is unedited. All these didn't die right at the end. This is totally unedited.
0: (laughs) Why are you trying to like fool the audience? (laughs) This is the way things landed. (laughs) Right.
3: Exactly. Dave, I have no idea what I'll do when you go off the air. You know, I just thought of something. I'll be fine. Number six, Jim It could have been delivered better. You know, I just thought Uh, of something. It's not the best way to write that. It also could have
0: been a better line because that was not a very good line.
3: I know, but they could have done some better twist on you'll be okay without him around. Yeah, that was... Something better than that. That wasn't delivered very... I mean, it's not that he delivered it bad. It was not written very well. No, all. it wasn't written or delivered very well. Yeah,
0: play bitch.
3: Honestly, Dave, I've always found you to be a bit of an overactor. Number five, Chris Rock. Funnier with the visual. <coughs> Sorry, had a Thomas moment. Obviously, uh. The Jim Carrey moment was very visual after that. Yeah, and he, he's sporting this real weird... Really weird a beard, and I don't know what that
0: T-shirt even said. It said... Spank uh, off or something? Spank pants. It was it was basically like the same logo as David Letterman's Worldwide Pants. Oh,
3: okay. okay. I think
0: it was some weird spoof on that. And he's, rock, he's rocking this real weird Ted Kaczynski-esque... <laughs> yeah beard i don't know he's going for, for really really long homeless yeah. chic or something it's, it's weird because seinfeld was wearing a tuxedo right alec baldwin was wearing a a
3: blazer and uh everybody else is dressed pretty normal yeah like just stuff you'd wear on a show like that yeah but yeah for some reason seinfeld was wearing a tuxedo it's, and i mean the line we cut out letterman said something i think he's going to a, a benefit after, men, this, yeah. or after this or
0: something like. yeah that. it was
3: it was strange yeah and then he came out of a T-shirt. Kerry comes out here with his T-shirt. But he's supposed to be an overacting crazy guy. Yeah. I don't know. It, I mean, it fit for what it was. I guess.
1: I'm just glad your show is
4: being given to another white guy.
3: Uh, number four. Drew. That was okay. That was okay. It was kind of expected and kind of yeah. standard. That I mean, was the problem with it. Just, yeah,
0: exactly. Could have gotten something better to Chris Rock. Yeah.
3: Julia Really Louis Dreyfus, lady.
0: By the way, is she sipping from the uh <laughs> fountain of eternal youth, the uh, Lazarus pit?
3: <laughs> she must be. I mean, Jesus, she, she looks she, pretty much the same as she, she did the has not
0: aged a day, it feels like. It looks like since uh, looks, pretty pretty, looks pretty good. Pretty pretty pretty. She looks like there's something some somewhere midway through Seinfeld. She got away from that real unflattering haircut. Poof hair yeah, in the the, front. the poofy hair. Yeah. And she looks pretty much the same. It's yeah. really weird looking, and like she Isn't must she be like fifty something now. I think she's like eighty eight or something.
3: <laughs> I mean, well, I, she's really good looking for an eighty eight year old.
0: I think she's sipping on the old tap of Ponce de Leon. <laughs> whatever I mean, she's
3: doing, it's, it's working. It's Just, straight. Yeah, she I, should keep doing yeah, whatever it is. I wouldn't
0: mind going down on Ponce de Leon for that effect.
3: <laughs> there you go.
1: for letting me take part in another hugely disappointing series finale
3: number three i thought that was pretty good that was the best
0: line up until this point i think yeah that was pretty good a pretty good little line pretty good little line
3: <laughs> peyton manning especially with jerry seinfeld up there giving her the what the hell's going on look. yeah uh, yeah that was, uh, it was good
0: yeah you think that was planned nah nah Here's what I don't get. Why is Dave Letterman acting like he's so surprised by Peyton Manning? I don't know. Like, like we, I, not that I cut it out, but there's moments <laughs> after this joke lands, quote unquote, yeah. and he's like, oh my God, Peyton Manning. And I'm like. I think he's just, I don't know. He's just It's being just a goofy. little weird. Yeah. It's,
3: it's strange. It's one of his goofy <laughs> quirk things.
4: Dave, you are to comedy what I am to comedy. Number two, Tina Fey. <laughs>
0: Which, by the way, can I, when we do lists from now on, can I have this music between my items? We're putting it between every list. If I I walk anywhere, can I just have
3: the Paul Schaefer band playing behind me playing this music? Can he actually be walking behind me (laughs) conducting in this crazy-ass way? Yeah, with Doc Severinsen pulling the band on a float. Right, exactly.
1: Thanks for finally proving men can be funny. Uh,
3: Things... I think that
0: might be the best line of the bunch. It was pretty good. And it was a number two. Yeah. Which means which I didn't I actually didn't like in this, but number two was always the best line of the it's bunch. That's always
3: been the yeah. That's always, always been the bit though.
0: Yeah, I know it is. But I kinda wish for like the last show. Yeah. I wish they'd made number one the best line.
3: Well,
0: But you're not gonna break your formula probably for the very eh, last maybe one. Maybe not. Maybe not. Uh but here we go with the uh uh, Paul, the uh, number one on the list of uh, things that we should say today. This is
3: JFK if he hosted the Letterman Show. Uh,
0: there, uh, <laughs> here is the uh, number one.
3: As I've always wanted to say to Dave, number one, Bill Murray, ladies and gentlemen.
4: Dave, I'll never have the money I owe you.
3: okay, but that's like typical number one. Typical number one's always like that. As a P1 of the show, for years and years and years, you understand. I understand. But that's how it's going to be. Look, the critics are going crazy. I mean, that is just uh, a... <laughs> you know, for the last show, couldn't they have made
0: the last one funny, really? Especially, uh, you know, a noted comedian of bill murray's quality who also looked like he like i said rolled off the couch and yeah did you hear the what by the way that so he had been on letterman i think the night before yeah then he went to msnbc where he was so drunk apparently he like fell off his chair oh really no uh, i didn't even know this i heard this today that apparently murray's got quite the little alcohol problem oh no i didn't know yeah that. and then i and the I end mean, of this me necessarily, but on the end of this uh audio you can hear dave letterman getting really close and saying are you okay like i saw you on tv last night are you okay (laughs) that's kind of i'm not sure that was supposed to really go out yeah uh and then the show ended you know there were a lot of a lot of clips a lot of whatever there was the day in the life thing which was you know it's one of those things like it was interesting went a little too long yeah i mean it was interesting from like a
3: inside baseball
0: inside baseball thing a little too long probably should have been
3: three minutes as opposed to seven something like that yeah maybe um the thing i liked was that they didn't cut him off at a flat hour like yeah. they let the show go a little right. longer however long it needed to go after how long he's been on the air it's kind of nice that they did that And i'm starting to wonder maybe i
0: missed something because i watched it on cbs.com i forgot to record it so i watched it yeah. and it was
3: a flat hour was, on cbs.com well maybe it was that's without commercials though right well, they put, you know, a good three or four minutes of commercials between. Okay. Well, it was like an hour 20 runtime time. Okay. Live. Okay. So, so maybe, I'm maybe assuming they probably cut most of it yeah. out. Uh, I thought the closing montage was really good. Yeah. So it was interesting that they had the Foo Fighters come on, which yeah.
0: apparently the song ever long been a lot to Dave after his heart attack. And they had the Foo Fighters come on. I thought it was a little weird. Like you didn't, you saw the band, but you got like two seconds of Dave Grohl. And then like they didn't nev- they they did never, they never even cut back to yeah. the band at all. And they're. I thought that was all right, though. Eh, it's okay. It was
3: it was good under. I mean, like you say, it was something important to him. Yeah, yeah. I and, know.
0: I know it's about Dave. It just was a little strange. Right. Um, but that was that was fine. I mean, it yeah. was it was a great montage. though and they put so many clips into the show. Like they, it was rapid fire shotgun, and some of them were just still frames. And they, I, you know what? I, here's what I was really surprised by. At least maybe I missed it because, you know, I was at work while I was watching this, and so right. my, I had on one monitor. I'm working on the other. But I f- maybe I was maybe since you watched it live, was there any acknowledgement of Chris Elliott?
3: Uh, just in clips, just a welcome. Didn't, okay. didn't I, talk about him. I must have missed it in clips, then, because I I, yeah. I
0: thought, wow, he's really been left out of the show quite. No, a he bit. was in
3: the yeah, he was in the clips in the uh, they when they were going through the rapid fire stuff. Okay. They would stop on Chris okay, Elliott because he times. was such a major part of that show for a long right. time. The Bud Melman was in there a couple. Yeah, of times. Yeah, Bud Melman was and, in there. Yeah, and was, uh, the, well,
0: God, what was his name that used to run the shop
3: down below? uh they barely had him in there at yeah, all. yeah he, he, he was barely he just opened part. up the they like open up the grate or whatever on the front of the studio yeah but I mean, they did the day in the life but i can't remember the guy's name now but no, that, he talked it. about his mom being on there like it was i mean it, it was a recap of yeah, what they've been doing but I, I do wish i feel like they almost should have done they should have done like a two-hour primetime
0: special yeah or something to apparently they off. did
3: do a letterman well they did special, they did a but,
0: retrospective which i yeah. missed but which i might go back and watch but I feel like the last... May, I mean, maybe they did it right. I don't know. I'm
3: torn about it. I, yeah. I, I just wanted more, I guess. Yeah, I'm really glad that they... I'm really glad that they didn't have any guests.
2: Yeah, I, I am too. I've, I think that
3: would have ruined the mojo of it. Yeah, it was about Dave, and it right. should have been about Dave the entire time. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just didn't have... I think I thought it was better than you did. Uh, I would give it two thumbs up. I thought it was a solid... It wasn't great, but it was a solid finale... It sent him off, it focused on the things that were important to him, like having the Foo Fighters on there, and um, doing the montage of clips, and going back to his very beginning, mm-hmm. like that thing that when he set the studio stage on fire, that clip yeah. from 1980 was funny, and he was so casual about it, you know. Doing the t- the Taco Bell bit, I thought was good. I thought it showed how he did used to be a little more, a little more over the top, and yeah. that was actually after he was at CBS, because that was from 96, I believe. Right. Um, but yeah... It did everything I kind of. It did most everything I expected, yeah. I guess. I, I, no, I, I didn't. And do- I also kind of liked that it didn't get overly sappy. Like yeah. a lot of these things, people get all teary. He gave proper acknowledgement, said thanks for everybody saying all these nice things. that We can't mm-hmm. live up to you know that kind of stuff. Kind of self deprecating, like he always is. And um, pretty much just signed off at the end, which I thought was interesting too. Yeah. Just said for the last time, to say you know good night or whatever, and that was it. I wasn't any I, wrong, goodbye. I, I was. It was fine. It wasn't my yeah. favorite, but I still give it two thumbs up. It was.
0: It was well done for what it was. Yeah. Do you think we'll hear from David Letterman much anymore, or is he going to go retire to Montana or wherever? Uh, I bet we hear from him on occasion. He didn't live in Manhattan. I mean, he was one of those guys mm-hmm. that. Lived in uh, New Rochelle with Dick Van Dyke, right? <laughs> you know <laughs> he was falling over this, the ottoman every day. I mean, he was someone that didn't enjoy Manhattan. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. Harry and the wife—I uh, forget her name—Vivian or yeah, Mary Tyler Moore or something. The, the uh, one that he had
3: just a couple of affairs on. But let's, let's not mention that. I guess this is a positive dave story. Not bringing yeah, that let's up. Not but bring that up anymore. But yeah, I—I I bet he doesn't stay around there. Now, my question is, what are they going to do with the Ed Sullivan Theater? uh give it to steve colbert right they're gonna do that they're just gonna I keep it going i don't know i would assume do you change it to the dave letterman theater that's <laughs> that's an excellent question probably not they no. probably won't but maybe they should <laughs> if wasn't letterman on longer than sullivan i'd like anybody could know that i'm pretty sure he was no i i wouldn't be
0: surprised if colbert gets
3: it though yeah it would make sense about. to yeah. put colbert there but i just don't and know i bet they i not. bet for tradition's sake they don't rename it yeah it feels like you should throw something to somebody that was there for so long. You should start at your initial as CBS, your original late night show. But CBS is all about the olds, so yeah. they'll keep it with Ed Sullivan. They might, but even the olds are not going to know Ed Sullivan here shortly. The new olds are going to know later. Well, us olds will not know it now. <laughs> I Maybe mean, we'll know it, but never having watched the show, right?
0: All right. Well, I guess let's uh, let's briefly move on to to covering the Jinx. Yeah, we can do that. Let's do it. If you haven't again, if you haven't watched the series, don't listen to this. <laughs>
3: one thing that was very telling that bob said he said all my life i've had more money than i could spend and it didn't make me happy
2: she talked on the telephone with her husband then she vanished and no one has seen kathleen durst since
4: (laughs) durst was wanted for murder in texas he was a suspect for murders in los angeles westchester county new york to one of the richest families in New York City. Might be a little eccentric. <laughs> I think
1: Bob is very sweet. I mean, he's managed to get away with three murders. He is being unfairly accused. Bob Durst may be the unluckiest
4: man in the world. <laughs> Just shut he's up, dark. you know he's what? He's not I crazy, say. he's diabolical. I believed him from the very beginning. I wish that I you should interview him, I think you'd have a lot of fun with that. Well, Is he crazy enough enough to participate?
0: participate? Sexually assault. Kind of
1: Why did he do this? No one knows. Why was he dressed like a woman? No one knows. The only witness left alive to even talk about it is Robert Durst.
4: Hi. We had very compelling evidence.
1: This case was not investigated the way it should have been.
4: A lot of smoke doesn't necessarily mean fire, but I think. Good evening, a lot of everybody. Smoke I am a
0: princess.
4: Did not tell the whole truth. Nobody tells the whole truth.
0: <laughs> so yeah, we're here to talk about uh, HBO's "The Jinx," which aired back in February. Thomas's documentary, which uh, you just recently completed, right? Uh, fairly recently, yeah. Oh, what's going on here? I don't know what's going on there. I don't know. Uh, this is the story of Robert Durst, who was a uh, one of these the uh, one of two or three sons in the Durst family, which they were they it's they two, were. Isn't it? I thought it was the the mogul
3: that actually runs the place
0: and then Durst, right? Isn't that it? Yeah, I thought thought there were three sons, but I guess maybe it was just the two. Maybe there are three. But it's the real estate uh, moguls that were the Durst family in uh, Manhattan. And the younger of the two, I believe, is who who runs the Durst estate and runs the Durst real estate company. That is correct. They own a ton of land in Manhattan. They're all extremely wealthy. Um, Robert himself, though, however, was... A successful investor for many years on Wall and on Wall Street and in real estate markets, but he was always a really disturbed individual. And uh, a movie came out about him a few years ago. About so over the over the last thirty years or so, the guy has been accused of a three couple, different three different murders. And yeah, at this point, it's been three three so far, and yeah. he may be accused of more because um, evidence i know in texas for th- at least one case possibly two points that Im- aside from the one where he admits to chopping off the guy's head right there might be another case or two that might point themselves at robert durst because since this documentary came out he's actually he's actually was arrested again yeah that was for gun charges though yeah it w- well it wasn't it was not
3: only that and actually los angeles is charged him again with the murder of uh, susan berman right I was going to say, Susan Berman's the one that's going to get him, if anything's going to get him, I think. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so
0: the so, thing, he was arrested in just FY in Texas. So the most recent time they arrested him was um, he had $40,000 in cash, a latex mask, five ounces of weed, a 38, a fake ID, and a UPS tracking number for a package that they found had another
3: $100,000 in on it. Although I don't know that you can really... <laughs> Indict right. someone for having cash, especially he, when they have you know you're a billionaire. Like yeah, the, he was arrested. It's like us having like 500 bucks or something. Well, they found that when they arrested him on felony drug and weapons charges oh, me in March.
5: $5.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so the guy, you know, going back to the 70s, he just was someone that uh, was always seemed a little unhinged, especially just. I mean, perhaps being knowing what you know now, you look back on his photos and you're reading into it. But I feel like even. Looking back, like if I could have been around the guy at the time, I feel like I would have been creeped out by him.
3: Yeah, he's got a lot of weird ticks and he's got a lot of weird tails. He's got a yeah, he's got now, over
0: he's got suffered some overblink.
3: Yeah, now what what got you interested in this? Just so you'd heard about it, yeah, he, okay. yeah, a lot of word of mouth. See, we just happened to a couple of years ago on Netflix see all good things that popped up as just a recommend and right. we watched it and I was like, man, this is kind of crazy. So I started looking into it. And saw, oh, okay. this is based on something that really happened. And I talked to my uh, talked to my father about it a little bit because they were living in Galveston at the time when right. he, they were going through the Galveston murder. And yeah, he remembered all about that. And in fact, my stepmother had to get uh, deposed by Dick DeGarren, who's his... Uh, really? Yeah, for something related to her job. Huh, said that crazy. guy's a real dickhead in real life. <laughs> he seems like one. <laughs> which I, I can imagine. Um, you know, he obviously tries to throw you off and all that yeah, He's all doing except, his job. Right. Um, but yeah, after watching that, I was like, "This is kind of crazy." And then I just happened to see that on HBO, and I was like, "Oh man, this is about that guy from All Good Things." We gotta, yeah. we gotta watch this. So we went through all six of them in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it just solidifies. And, am I
0: wrong in that? Maybe I heard this incorrectly. That uh, so after All Good Things came out, Durst hired them to make a doctor about him to exonerate him. Did, did I? Am I getting that so wrong? So my understanding,
3: he was a fan of the movie. Right. And contacted the... Documentarian. Yeah. And wanted to Andrew tell his story about that. it, yeah, basically. And then the documentary just kind of flipped on him. It did end up flipping on him. But I don't think it was either even to exonerate him, necessarily. It was just, he wanted to talk more. If he wanted to talk more about an interview him, right. he was up for it. Because he's, you know, a weird old guy that yeah. has a lot of time on his hands. And uh, definitely has a story that people want to hear about. Yeah. And then at the very end, I mean... You know, this guy, Andrew,
0: I forget his name, um, you know, they, they told him once before that he he was talking off mic he, and he talked to himself a lot and they didn't cut the mics when they were... Andrew Jarecki. Jarecki, yeah. yeah. They didn't cut the mics whenever they were they had stopped filming. They would leave it on and they were still recording. And his lawyer advised him at one point that, you know, you need to stop talking if you're going to, like, don't talk to yourself while the mics are still on. Like, just because the cameras are... It's Noah's interview doesn't mean they're not recording. Right. And so they ended up catching him, allegedly, he at was, the end. You could also argue that he was just talking, yeah, like so talking to himself. actually pulled that, so here's, here's that, the very last scene in the movie. Okay. And there it is. Your You're
4: caught. right, of course. But you can't imagine. 1st what's in the house?
5: Kill them all, of
3: course. Now, to explain what that is, he's in the bathroom. (laughs) Yeah, he's in the bathroom, but they're also. Basically what had just happened was there was a letter that he wrote to uh what's her name again? I can't remember the See, name. It was uh Susan Berman's nephew, I think. Well, Susan it's a letter he wrote to Susan Berman. Right, but the nephew that, had it, right? Right. That basically the nephew her nephew ended up finding who originally in the earlier parts of the documentary he thought it was complete crap. Robert mm-hmm. Hurst was a great and guy. And they were good friends. Paid offered to pay for his school yeah. and all this other stuff. But basically who whenever Susan Berman was killed Somebody sent a letter to the Beverly Police Department saying the body was there. They misspelled Beverly Hills or misspelled Beverly, and the writing style was very similar to a letter and misspelled the same way that Robert Durst had sent uh, sent her earlier uh, from his letterhead, or basically a letter that had his office information right. on it. So they presented that to him. He tried to explain it off, and then this is this audio is after that when the mic is still. Hot, obviously. They decided to take a break. Yeah, they took a break, and he's... He went to pee, and yeah, and that was the end. Do of to say tribute to Matthew McConaughey's Reliant Energy commercials. But, yeah, so a, a lot of people think that's a big break. I that's think the, Robert I think, that's also, I think he talks a lot to himself in general anyway. Yeah. Uh That doesn't mean that he's not admitting it there, because maybe he is, but at the same time, I think he probably just rumbles I, off. I feel
0: like, and I am a lawyer, I feel like... That would not, I don't that's think that'd be a no no, 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 I
3: don't think that'd be a I mean, they already have the,
0: the pattern established on tape that he talks to himself. So I don't feel like, I mean, first yeah. of all, one dumbass jury already in Texas let him go. And yeah. boy, could you make the state of Texas, I mean, like, not like we don't have enough dumb things going on in the state, but. Well, they made New York look pretty stupid, too. They did. They, they did. They, they made me, everybody I'm look pretty saying, stupid. I'm just saying the jurors that they interviewed from Texas. Yeah.
3: Just like, Well, he
0: seemed like a nice man, so we
4: just...
0: Well,
3: it's a little more than that. But I was going to say, just starting off with New York, because that's the first case, was the disappearance of the wife. Yeah. That cop in New York didn't want to do shit. Yeah, true. (laughs) I mean, that's he he didn't investigate anything thoroughly at all. And he's very defensive about everything Mm -hmm. that they bring up. uh, And he's basically like, oh, I don't know. We didn't think to do that. There's no reason to do that. Yeah. Yeah. any, Any extra investigation into, you know dredging the lake or thoroughly searching the house which they didn't do till like 20 years later and the new residents in there like what the hell's going on yeah. and then you go to texas and you have this dick to here telling everybody oh you know just because he decapitated and mutilated this guy that's not a reason you need to focus on Was it self-defense when he killed the guy yeah and that's when the jurors are like well There was one good Christian lady that just didn't want to do it because he mutilated the body. But we told her, you got to focus on, was it self-defense? Yeah, And that made everybody look stupid. Um, And they picked Texas originally because they thought they had the most evidence and the most open and shut case here. Uh, But I I guess Degaran won that one. And he's still his lawyer in all these other uh, battles as well. I don't know if he's licensed in California, but I know he's still his primary lawyer. But she's gonna be tried again here and then he'll get tried again in Los Angeles. So Yeah. Uh
0: there's a small tie in, if you wanna get, get local on your ass here, to Dallas here. The lady that he was dating right before he killed, um was it Susan was Susan Berman the last one? Yeah, it was, right? Yeah. Yeah. So here's this. This is a, a news report on the Today Show, um, about someone he dated here in Dallas and about his rather odd behavior.
1: For years, Robert Durst lived a kind of nomadic lifestyle, jumping between cities and homes. He lived in New York City, Los Angeles, and here in Dallas. People remember him as a real estate businessman, quiet and unassuming. One woman got closer than most. Linda Walker Zavalos met Robert Durst on an airplane from New York to Dallas in the spring of 2000. On the airplane, he did tell me that he was a labor lawyer and that he had two daughters. They both went to Harvard. So he created a complete...
0: Which is complete, yeah, completely a lie. Right.
1: Fiction of his life. Yes. Zavalos didn't recognize the name, Durst. She didn't know the real estate dynasty in New York or the story of his young wife, Kathy, who went missing. They started dating. At the time, Durst was renting an apartment in this Dallas high-rise. There was a little room, a bedroom, and it had a concrete floor and it had a saw. It's a very big story here in Dallas. Candace Evans writes about real estate in Dallas. She spoke to the building manager who asked Durst about the concrete floor. He wanted that because he told them he used a lot of chemicals. What does that mean, chemicals? I have no idea, but it's extremely creepy. Zavallo says it was Durst who pursued her. Flowers, fancy meals, and a handwritten thank you letter. Last night was fun and special, and I will not forget it. One night, her 13-year-old son, Michael, joined them for dinner. We started down the street, and he said, oh, I forgot. He said, I've got two guns in the back seat. So Michael don't shock the gun. I was absolutely shocked. During one meal, she says Durst got angry when she wanted to order the same entree he was ordering. He kicked me under the table. What do you mean he kicked you? He kicked me under the table. With his foot? Yes. Was it an accident? No. Still, Zavalos, who had recently divorced, liked the company. She says Durst was a good listener. That summer, he told her about his friend, Susan Berman. He said, well, she's having some problems, and she lives in L.A., and I'm going to have to go out there and see her. Not long after, she says she broke off their friendship, tired of his eccentricities, and doesn't know if he ever made the trip to L.A.
0: So apparently they mentioned the saw. Apparently it was, like, in the middle of the room, there was just a chainsaw sitting on a stand, <laughs> and then the the chemical it's very floors. American psycho. Yeah, the chemical floors, which makes me think of Breaking Bad. Maybe you might right. be dissolving some vo- some bodies. I,
3: I want to make a, a clarification. I actually did a little research for once yeah. on the show. He had uh, two brothers and a sister. He has okay. two brothers and a sister. The, right. brother Douglas no brother. is the one that actually runs the company. And he's the youngest, right? Uh, I, I don't know the ages. It okay. just has the who's there. But um, yeah, I also had a sister as well, which I forgot right. about. Uh, and Morris Black is the guy who he killed in... in uh, yeah, the one here in Galveston, yeah. He he'd missed the chopping of his head, but nobody ever found the head. Right. Um, and Morris Black kind of being apparently kind of a dickhead and a loner, yeah. too, probably helped him as well. But anyway. Yeah. I
0: don't know, man. I, I feel like there's... uh Yeah, there's there's smoke and... and his there's own there's brother a has here.
3: a... I mean, his own brother has a, you know, restriction on him as yeah, well. because he creeps on him all the time. And, exactly. I, I thought, and he's made some violent threats against him yes, as well. Made some actual threats. And showed so. up at his house, and so he had a restraining
0: order. I mean, on. I, w- I just wouldn't be surprised if the guy gets
3: he gets off completely. <clears throat> just might. would not surprise me. He might, but uh, is there any doubt he did some of this? No, all, I have did. no doubt about it. I mean, do you think he did it all? Do you, do you think he killed think, her? Yeah, Susan Berman and killed I, his wife? And at it? least those three. Yeah. I don't know about the other
0: ones that they're trying to link to him, but yeah. I feel like he absolutely link. I mean, link those. Have you listened to Have you listened to Serial yet? Because these two—that was the NPR podcast. These two kind of like serial first, and this one came out on the heels of that. And they're very like kissing cousins. Hmm. It was very interesting. Like they uh, both—well, I don't want to spoil serial, but um, you know, both they both came out like serial first, and this one, you know, both in that like serialized crime fiction, which is really really interesting. Makes it really compelling. You thought that was pretty interesting. I thought it was very interesting. I wonder what they're (laughs) gonna—they're gonna gonna keep this up in the future. I don't know. Uh, But as far as the documentary goes, I thought it was. That was pretty interesting. Really well done. You know, they ate a little
3: drug here and there, but overall, it was it was really well done. The only time I thought it drug a little bit was the last episode, like where they kept trying to contact him, contact him. I don't know what yeah. they were trying to do there. Probably could have done that like maybe twice. It felt yeah. like they did it like five times. They could have like shortened it to like six months later. So yeah, I finally heard from him. Exactly. But uh, two thumbs up. Yeah, I would give it two thumbs up, and it's a the story overall is probably two flaming thumbs up, just because yeah. it's so crazy. Like it's it's a story I always want to see what the hell's going on. Yeah. I want to see if he finally does get taken down. And if, and if he, he a- does, he's still one. He's like seventy two or three yeah. now, and he's been out ever since you know nineteen eighty or seventy. What was it seventy five? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just saying he's obviously winning there. And the guy like he got caught in the Galveston thing because he what stole a
0: sandwich. You uh, yeah, when
3: do a stored and stole a sandwich? It's just like you moron. Yeah, when he was on the run, when he was on the run. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, or if he'd you know just dextered it and taken the body way out in the in the yeah, Gulf, the he probably wouldn't have uh, actually seen it.
0: I bet you know here in a few months once he goes on trial again, I bet it's going to be a really high, high profile thing. And oh, I'm sure. I bet they might resurrect core TV for just such an occasion. <laughs>
3: All right, finally we're going to cover TV. what else is it for? True,
0: yeah, well they'll revert
3: back to court TV. Okay. For they'll a put few impractical Practical Jokers, <laughs> yeah. in between that they'll play, play this. They'll have them doing the court reenactments. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now one of you guys is going to go live with Robert Durst for a month. <laughs> That's going to be the joke. <laughs> Try not uh, to die. <laughs> okay,
0: finally we're going to talk about the last, the series finale of the Mad last, the last.
2: Fat motherfucker Falling off the roof Don't run for cover I'm landing in the coop huh? Sterling Cooper Draper Price huh? Madman Season 7 I'm Don Draper Not Dick Whitman When I'm not at work I'm fucking women Smoking cigarettes in the flannel suit Popping bottles Make old vaccines with them ice cubes huh? On that new account Peggy writing copy. Bitch, don't talk back. My name's up in the lobby. Drop you like Philip Morris, no second chances. Been that, done that. Uh. Betty Francis, Pete Campbell. Don't be a hater, nigga. Making money outside the elevator, nigga. I want it, I got it. Just name the price. I got mad money, uh. ask Lane Price. Uh. My pocket's thick like is Sterling Cooper Draper Price we owners my ads make millions
3: we're gonna jam the whole thing up subtract. why not <laughs> we,
0: <mad men>. <laughs> <laughs> eh, we gotta celebrate
3: the end of the series properly I guess so
2: With so the Madman. The Madman Madman's been
3: Madman. on Madman. since 2007 uh, is that when it started 2000? oh is it that long yeah wow it's been a long time uh, they've had a Pretty big breaks in between, very Sopranos-esque type breaks yeah. in between seasons. Especially between 7A and 7B, man. That was... That was a long time. That was a long little time. But they had long breaks in between other seasons as well. They that, did. Uh, Breaking Bad started and ended within the Mad Men room. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. Because they took a break
0: in Breaking Bad for the final season. They did. Which is just insane. Yeah, I, I didn't watch start watching the show until season two or three. I can't remember which. You know, I let the, the hype build and... Right. I, I'm in that mode in the last ten years or so where I just I have a hard time watching any series the first season because 'cause I'm just sure it's gonna get cancelled. I that's think why Ellen, I've waited
3: on something like the Americans
0: to well, wait and see if it was gonna be good. Well the only one I've done that recently is the Flash because I had I was fairly certain that was gonna be a success after watching the arrow for several seasons. Yeah. And it it's good. But that's you know, that's another that's another episode. That's another review. Um But Mad Men I really enjoyed the entire time. I feel like it had a lot more highs and lows over its run.
3: I feel like it did have some lows. Yeah, it definitely had some lows, but I feel like it had more peaks and valleys. I feel like a couple years ago, it was starting to go off the rails a little bit, in my opinion. Like when, I understand why they did some of the stuff they did. Like when uh, the guy, I can't remember the guy's name now, the guy that ended up uh, laying, I guess it was, the guy who ended up killing himself. Yeah. And like I didn't mind that particular story necessarily, but it's all the like mergers and acquisitions that kept happening with the company and stuff like that. Some of that gave me kind of tired head. I'm like, I'd like it just to be a little bit stable. Sometimes I feel like sometimes Dom was a little too off the rails through the series. I understand again, what they're doing with him, but I mean, you got to be really, 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 really good. And even when you're really, 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 really good, I have a hard time believing sometimes that people are going to keep hiring you back. If you just take off for months and, and don't show back up, but that's another thing. Um, the personal story of Don, I guess, obviously, that's obviously that's the main focus of this show. A lot of times I enjoyed the other characters around Don even more than Don, to be quite Mm -hmm. honest, because a lot of Don, a little Don goes a long way sometimes because he's such a beating of a human in a lot of ways. I will say, I think
0: the biggest problem I had with Don in the last few seasons, and I don't know when the switch occurred, but it's probably somewhere in season five. They stopped, like, the first few seasons, they always had that moment where he had this epiphany of, and he would give this, like, great presentation, especially the first couple seasons. Right. They totally got away from him being the, you know, genius ad man that he was supposed to be. They did. And that person almost completely disappeared. And I'm fine with some of that, but I feel like you need to harken back to, like, the guy should always be there and be present and be... I would be even better...
3: With that, yeah. had they actually completed the storyline of him falling away from the ad game and going down the Dick Whitman path? Right. But really, they go along, the, it, the way I interpret it is, he gets this clarity of the best thing that he can do is be an ad man. Mm-hmm. He's not good at being a family man. He's not good at doing these other things well, he's tried to do.
0: And that's that's, that's, a,
3: that's really what he is. But, but, it,
0: but isn't that the, the real story of this, though, that he's ultimately just a coward?
3: He's a coward but he's he's also great at that. He's also great at being an ad man. He's great. So I feel like they should have still had those epiphany moments that you're talking about to yeah. to just complete that story. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going Honestly, I thought he was going to fall out of that and go totally down a different path, like revert back to his former self and be tired of the Don Draper persona. I I really did think that he would
0: I don't know. I guess I should have seen it coming like if you were It's weird like Matthew Weiner um says that he does not truck with symbolism and i kind of find that hard to believe because now looking looking back and this is not my original thought i heard this somewhere else or read it somewhere but if you look at the intro especially right even up to the end so yeah. at the very end of the show you know he's been at this commune and he has this uh for lack of a better term, a zen moment where he clearly comes to peace with who he is and the last shot is this uh by the world of Coke, it's that commercial, and right. obviously, illusion is that he, you know, if there's a smile. Then it switches this commercial. And obviously, and, illusion is a got life, the Coke account.
3: McCann Erickson did create yeah, they the did. commercial, and they, but they're trying to say Which, uh, that. By the Don way, a side note: if yeah. you ever want to research how that came about, it's a pretty interesting little story. I don't know if you've heard about. Yeah, it, I've, I've heard, it heard a little, little bit about it. it. Was a plane plane crash and whatnot. Um, well, the actual ad man who came up with it, the whole yeah. story that came around, yeah, that, yeah, it was, yeah. No, it was pretty no, interesting. Um.
0: But no, if you look back on like so I've heard several people say that it's obviously that, you know, Matthew Weiner did not care about he obviously didn't care about the end of the series. And I'm like, uh, you know, Ham and Weiner said they both said for years that they've had this end, this ending in mind. Yeah. And really now that I've seen it, I the intro the, the intro of him committing suicide would have been too easy.
3: Oh yeah. I never, th- I never thought he was going to die, actually. I never did either. Everybody, I always heard that theory, yeah. but I thought that would be... It, may, it was too literal.
0: Yeah. You know, and Weiner saying that he didn't truck with symbolism. Well, then you look at the intro and it's like, well, it's an entire symbol into itself because it's a guy falling down. And right. then at the end of it, he's right back in the same place he was. Right. And that's exactly how the series ended was the guy's falling and falling, and falling. He hits ground bottom, you know, and then he ends up back exactly where he was. He's back in the ad game. Right. And you know what? I didn't like it at first, but I'm more okay with it now. Because it's it's a lot like the series finale to Angel, where I didn't like it at first. And they, you know, their their problem was they got canceled. Right. And so they didn't they had planned another season, but they didn't get there. But the, the series finale to that was they're gonna keep fighting no matter what. Right. I had more problems with the Soprano the inevitable comparison, the Sopranos finale where it just cuts to black and you don't know what happens. Yeah. You know, despite I'm AJ's. okay with that
3: after a couple of years away from it. As I'm well,
0: more but. okay with it. I'm more okay with it. I still don't like it. Yeah, I I feel like this was somewhere between The Sopranos and Breaking Bad that you had a
3: little more. You had a lot of loose ends
0: tied up. All
3: you didn't have was Don. Yeah, and if you want to, obviously we're going to review the overall finale. We're just focusing on Don in the beginning because he's the big the big character. There were a lot of images of Coke through the last few episodes right. and him having his hippie experience. And then obviously the girl, the commune looking like the girl in the commercial. And there's yeah. a lot of tie-ins, which to apparently Coke didn't buy any ad time. Like they did. Yeah. They just, which is surprising
0: given this, you know, the, in this DVR yeah. world that Coke did not buy our sponsor. But if
3: they wanted to use that, I mean, what I mean, are they going to do? Coke's not going to say no. Yeah, exactly. They're I mean, they don't advertise. Yeah. It. For
0: decades now, they will be ever <laughs> forever be associated with that product. Oh yeah. It's free ad time for
3: them. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I just his storyline was still the least satisfying for me. I, I I totally get what they did with it. Yeah. And I don't have a problem with what they did with it. Yeah. I think I wanted something more exciting from it, but at the same time, his character kinda lends itself to being what it was. Yeah. Like like you say, kind of a he's an ad man and that's what he is and Probably in a few years he's going to find some other woman and try to get married again and go through yeah. the same cycle again. I bet he's going to do it all over again. Well, I was going to say like even he, though he had a moment of zen now, uh, several articles I read talked about like he
0: had the zen moment where he woke up and he was fine with. He realized he was just an admin and nothing more. Yeah, but you know there was when he was sitting poolside and he saw like he stared at that girl. Right. I mean, it's clear to me at least he wasn't looking just at the girl. He was looking. I mean, he wasn't sorry. He wasn't looking just at the book she was reading. Right. He was looking at the girl too. Oh yeah. And it's clear he was. And so just the guy comes out and he's like, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... But that was before the Zen moment. Too. He's the phoenix. You know, he, right. he, he flames out, and then he rebirths. You know, it's just who he is. It is funny that... He's only happy in producing a fantasy. Right. Whether that's his own life he, of of, being Don, of uh, being Don Draper. Right. He produces his own ad in himself. Right. And he produces other people's fantasies as well. And that's all he enjoys is the moment of the fantasy.
3: And he's generally not a very sympathetic guy. Like he's not somebody you'd want to really associate with or you have a lot of sympathy for and his only moment of real, real emotion that I've seen. Well, he had two of them in this episode, obviously when he's talking to Betty and then when he talks to that random guy at the commune and breaks down gives the guy a hug, like it's more emotion than he's given anybody in this whole series.
0: So that's, I mean, that's the thing is I, I'm conflicted about that moment. It's like, is he breaking down because that's the only person he can break down to because it's a complete stranger. Who is just somewhat of a void of personality? Or is it that he sees something in that guy? Yeah, I don't know. I,
3: that's I've a good question. S-
0: I don't know. I've seen both theories out there that yeah. it's just someone that he had no one else to latch onto. So he latched onto that guy.
3: Or I could he, also see that too, because he was pretty rock bottom at that point. Yeah. Uh, after uh, what's her name from Arrow took off. Yeah. <laughs> when Black Canary took off and yeah. he was just by himself. And yeah, I don't know. I. It's just, again, I think that was the total deconstruction, Mm -hmm. and then you see the resurrection with the coke ad, and probably another, like say, another 10 years, he's going to have the deconstruction again until he gets too old to be able to do the the repetitiveness. Yeah,
0: I I really was surprised that, you know, I guess we should move on to other characters, but I was, just to wrap it with him, like, I was kind of surprised that he didn't get lung cancer, or he didn't get liver cancer, because they always had those... Yeah, where they gave it to Betty instead. They gave it to Betty instead. That, you know, they gave the illusions like his constant coughing and, yeah. and things like that and his al- rampant alcoholism. But you know, to shift it to Betty, uh, you know, not the ending I expected for that character. Yeah. I really thought when she was studying for college, I kind of thought that was the wrap-up to the story. She's like, I wanted this for years.
3: I thought they were going to like put a bow on that. Which... I kind of would have liked better, to be honest. I think so too. I'm not a big fan of them killing her like that. I'm not clear. a, I mean, I wasn't a fan of her character. Yeah, me neither.
0: But I was also immensely more okay with the way they ended it. I mean, Betty I, was but a part terrible of
3: that episode. Like, I hated Betty a lot, but Don was also horrible with her. Yeah, she was. And she was better with Francis. Yeah, she and, was. Or whatever his name is. Uh, mm-hmm. Last name, Francis. Yeah, Henry. Henry, yeah. Uh, Henry was better for the kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole situation was yeah. better when she went to Henry. And
0: I was, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a big fan of that ending because I feel like the episode before when she said, you know, this is what I wanted Don Yeah, I felt like that was a nice bow in her character, and yeah. they should have just ended it there. Yeah, I, I realized that they needed another story for Sally. Yeah, and they needed a way to wrap up the the kids, but. I just feel like there would have been a better. There could have been. You a didn't have to way wrap to up it. the
3: young kids. Yeah,
0: you know, really. No, only but, Sally's well, the one. Well, you yeah, Sally. To. But I mean, a bit. You know, just a tiny nod to them. But, yeah. but I feel like they could have. They could have done
3: something better. Something not, better not something so her. tragic. Because, they could have made. They could have made Sally have some other happier. Well, ending somewhere. Because I feel like now they're just setting Sally on this path
0: to repeat her mother's life, right? they because Betty saw her own mother die, right? And so you're just setting her on that own path, you know. Yeah. She was already a miserable child, so right.
3: yeah. Um, well, two miserable parents would expect, yeah.
0: you know. And you know, Don obviously demands that the kids be with him, and uh, the, Betty obviously sees better than that. Like that shouldn't be the case, right? So she and he realizes that, that and too. It, he ultimately realizes that's the case. Yeah. Uh, how did you feel about the? So to really put a, a real bow on it, how did you feel about the Peggy and the Jones storylines, and the Roger for that matter? I mean,
3: Rogers was well. We had a lot of we have a lot of them, Pete as well. And Pete, yeah, um, I was I was surprised about Pete and Trudy getting back together. I would say I'll start. I want to start with Pete. Actually, I actually really liked. I find Pete to be a very good Don counter in the whole series, mm-hmm. because obviously in the beginning, Pete's looking up to Don and trying to emulate Don, trying to have affairs like Don, and ultimately he does and ruins his marriage just like it did for Don. But he's not. It as it turns out, Pete's not quite the a hole that Don right. is. Ends up getting back with Trudy and having a nice, you know. He's basically, if Don was a decent guy, yeah. what he could have ended up having.
0: You know, I watched the first episode before I watched the finale. Yeah. And it was interesting how, in the very first episode, Pete more here. Well, there was that. Uh, but Don also says, you know, if you keep on this path, you're just going to end up in the in the corner office and nobody else likes you or something like that. Right. You're going to end up single or alone in the corner office and nobody else, everybody else hates you or something like that. And generally, we don't like Pete, but... No, but and I hated in the entire series, yeah. but I kind of felt for him at the end. I kind of liked the wrap up
3: though. Yeah, I I was, it was good. I was fine it was a good turn.
0: Yeah. Um,
3: Joan, I like Joan's storyline a lot too. Uh, they could have had it. Maybe be a little happier with the guy leaving her uh, yeah. or taking her job. I felt but, that was a little weird. But she, you know, that was kind of an empowerment moment for her, too, to say, I'm going to do this Choose job, the job instead of just going with this guy. You know, I
0: saw one complain about it, like, oh, wait this is, you know, way to go, Mad Men. You uh, solve feminism in one episode. And I'm like, <laughs> that's kind of not the point. I mean, right. you know, you're trying to put a bow in these characters and they're not. They're trying to make a statement, but they've always made a statement pro feminism the entire series. Yeah, they have. I mean, that's the whole evolution of Peggy and Joan's characters. Right. Is that one started out as a uh mousy type typist, right secretary, and you know, fought her way through the ranks up to the top, and then Joan, you know, started out as someone who was a stereotypical um secretary of the time that was a sexual object and right. and, and you know, sometimes use that power to their own benefit, but also ended up at the the top of a corporation. She did,
3: yeah, and it, it bit her a couple of times too. It doing did. that, yeah, but it, Yeah. It did. Um, so no, I didn't have any, I didn't have any problem with it. I, I thought mean, it was, I, I, I loved that she came back, I and mean, the ending wasn't yes, her leaving. I, that, I was, McCann. I really
0: thought that the last moment was her taking that check and running. Yeah, but they I thought didn't that do was that. such a, you know, converse, you know, conversational uh, with Betty storyline. I thought that would have been a poor ending. So they, yeah. I think they did a decent job of wrapping that up.
3: Yeah. Um. And then I guess to go further down the line, you had uh, the sappy story with Peggy but, we, and Stan. But I liked it.
0: I, I did it, too. I thought it fit nicely. I, I actually, I, I do wish that Stan their relationship. I like. I love Stan the entire time he was on the show. I yeah. thought he was a great foil for Peggy. Absolutely. They had, they had such a great
3: banter between them, and uh, real realistic in a lot of ways. I heard the complaints about that though that it was too corny, but. Why? I mean that it kind was, of was, stuff happens. It was corny, but I I thought it happened a little too quickly. Like yeah, I I think I, it probably could have happened a little slower than that, but Yeah, I wish they'd like backed that up with like yeah. maybe just throw some
0: more hints in earlier. Right. I I felt like it was inevitable, but right. I wish they had just approached this point perhaps a little sooner or something. Yeah.
3: But I like I liked a that little they had more a happy subtle. ending there. I, Actually, I did too. I think I think that was good.
0: And I, I did think it was weird but probably the right move that peggy didn't join joan in
3: the production company i would agree that it was the right move
0: yeah it was the right move for her i mean yeah. to be fair joan did only have one documentary or, or film she was producing <laughs> right. so i don't know how she could have uh supported two full-time employees on that but roger was roger i mean he and yeah and the only thing was he didn't go for the much younger woman and no, so he didn't he got his own
3: little bow put on you know that he uh, did mustache and all uh, now i'm pretty sure you're gonna assume that that's gonna fall apart at some point but it's at least it's you know, at least good for the time being if nothing else one would assume but then again he didn't go for the younger woman so maybe True. maybe it's uh, a moment
0: of clarity she's a handful Roger. though yeah, we're talking about, uh,
3: what's her name on the show maria Marie, uh, yeah she was she was uh crazy yes she's very crazy she's like that uh stereotypical mother-in-law that you would not want to have right and uh ancillary characters uh Harry wrapped up okay with the one crabby lunch comment. Yeah. Uh, um, the guy who left that has the one eye. I can't Ken, remember. Ken, Ken Cosgrove. Yeah.
0: I, I actually really liked his storyline that he went got over fired to Dow, and then yeah. went over to Dow and ultimately had the Trump card with them. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that a lot. was good. Yeah. Although I kind of wish he'd, you know, gone on to be like
3: a successful novelist, but yeah. I also appreciate the kicking the balls. Should have kicked over to a bearded pipe asshole living on the street.
0: I wish they, that's the thing, <laughs> is I wish some of the characters, um, Harry Crane, not Harry. I'm sorry. We had to mention Um yeah. Bearded pipes. The bearded. Yeah. The bearded dad guy from like season three. That was. Right. Uh, I always forget his name. And then I um, could have cut
3: the lane in his grave. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then the uh, Duck. Sa- Salvatore. Yeah. Doug know, popped in. Doug popped in. That uh, was kind of weird. Second last episode, but Salvatore like. It's no. like after Salvatore and that other and Bearded Pipe left, like they had no like no contact with them, <laughs> which I thought
3: was weird, especially Salvatore's story. Yeah, Bearded Pipe kind of went off the edge, but yeah, as I recall, didn't he becomes some kind of monk guy or something, something like that. Yeah, I can't remember. But I
0: felt like they should at least touch base with him, at least yeah. once or twice throughout the final run, true, or throughout at least some of the the intervening years. But yeah, especially Salvatore because it was such a you know.
3: Well, those guys used to be a lot bigger. Harry Crane was bigger too. All those guys were yeah. bigger earlier, and they became really marginalized and yeah, tiny. Yeah, I mean, it really became the
0: the Don, you know, Peggy Joan show. Roger and Roger, yeah,
3: and Pete. Yeah, Pete too. I mean, it really came about the five of them. So yeah, and uh, obviously wrapped up Bert the year before. Yeah, but uh, a couple nice throwbacks in the season to him. But or mm-hmm. the the one where he pops into the car with Don. That was kind of nice. Yeah, that was nice. That was nice to see the Burt Cooper like, yeah i mean i'm so glad that um
0: that the guy lived long enough to make the end of the series like at least to make it through his end of the series yeah uh robert morse that's his name and then he got to do one more scene in the in the the uh, final episodes which was great yeah i was so afraid the entire time the cooper was gonna die and they'd have to write in some <laughs> off-screen cinematic right. death
3: they'd have to have yeah john ham in a fat suit and a yeah. mustache <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, as, as as weird as that scene, that dance scene was in in the first half of season seven. Yeah, you know, it was this weird, out of place moment that just, uh, yeah. just kind of fits, and it's yeah. it's in Don's mind. They did that a lot. I mean, it, did.
3: it's kind of like when Peggy's you know roller skating around the empty office, yeah. and Roger's playing the yeah. organ or whatever, like, drinking like, vermouth. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. It's like, they do weird. I stuff like that, those moments. are the moments
0: about about Mad Men that I really like. Yeah. And you know, the other thing I will always appreciate about this series is that compared to a lot of shows, it's very quiet. Yeah, and you read a lot
3: more into the quiet moments than you do what's said. And I, I don't know if another show like this is going to be able to launch. Maybe on Netflix so. or on Amazon or something. But they, as know, low as the ratings are on, you know, what was the finale? Three point five million yeah. people or something. That's tiny. It and is. Walking Dead and I Saul mean, got like 15 16 million Well, you know the the premiere of Saul got
0: fifteen. I. I Pretty sure it got way low after that. Walking Dead is unusual in this day and time. Yeah. I mean, even most shows on ABC and NBC uh, and CBS, they don't... You know, outside your CSIs or whatever, you're Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Your, your average drama doesn't get... They may get five or six, right. your tops of the pops. But. I
3: mean, maybe Hell on Wheels gets like two million. Yeah. But I mean, saying. Big Bang Theory gets like 13. Right. But... Right? But for as much acclaim as Mad Men's had, yeah. I can't believe the viewership is that low. You know, I, I would agree. But I, I just don't think it suits everybody. doesn't suit everybody. I do think there's a bully element to Mad Men also. I think there's a lot of people that... Yeah. Like, people say, well, you just... If you don't understand it in two seconds, then you're an idiot and you shouldn't yeah. even be watching that. I don't like those Mad Men fans either. I agree. I agree. There are a decent amount of them out there. Um, but yeah, overall, what would you say about the series? The series as a whole, I, get, I really give it two flaming thumbs
0: up because it's... it's you don't w- fakely give it two flaming no, thumbs up? No, no, I really... Oh, okay. Actually, I give it two flaming thumbs up. It was a really well done series. I was satisfied. Not my favorite ending, but, you know, it was so well done.
4: Um, Whoa!
0: And I love... I I just love what it did for TV. I mean, it was one of those shows. It was AMC's first drama before Breaking Bad. And, uh, you know, it was very close on the heels of, of The Sopranos. And it was really a pivot point for, for TV in some ways that basic cable could not quite approach the boundaries of, uh, you know, there's the shield also, right. which broke some of those I was going to say the
3: shield was the first one. Yeah,
0: but I mean, it, it, it Kind of was a bit of a pivot for for basic cable, especially for AMC obviously that yeah. was known for playing like, you know, bees knees movies and whatnot. Yeah. North by
3: Northwest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, you know, it was a pivot. So them and, and, and it
0: was a landmark show. It may not have been the biggest hit, but it was a landmark for them. And if it wasn't for that, we probably wouldn't have gotten the walking dead. Yeah, true. You know, like you know, whether you Or you know, Breaking Bad. Yeah. Your complaints about that show or not. Yeah, we wouldn't have had breaking bad probably. AMC would. wouldn't have been in the run for it. No, least. it definitely not. So um i give the show two flaming thumbs up it's a great series overall and i highly recommend it if you if you're if you like the nuanced drama and you're all you're <laughs> okay with the quiet moments uh this the series finale like i said not my favorite breaking bad is probably the best series finale um
3: i've seen worse series finale shields up there in the top it's not it's not a there with shield and
0: i and see i put it up there you know to me i still wanted something more out of the Shield. Um, it's not, and the shield is one of the better finale. And again, though. I've only seen it once. Yeah. I should go back and rewatch it and see if I'm more okay with it. At the time I was dissatisfied. I understood what they were trying to do, yeah. much like in this, the show. I understood what they're trying to do. I yeah. wanted a little more. Um, I give it, I, I give it two thumbs up. It had most of it was 90% of the way there.
3: Yeah. Finale. I would say I'm glad, really glad they didn't do any of these fan theories. I'm glad he didn't die. I'm glad he wasn't D.B. Cooper. I'm glad that um I really did fear that from the opening scene where he's driving in the Mustang. Yeah. His uh his ex-wife who was who was his ex- last ex-wife, Megan. Yeah, I'm glad Megan didn't get killed by the Manson family. Yeah. Glad none of that stupid stuff happened. Right. It just that would have been too on the nose in some ways and too obvious for the death and yeah, I'm just glad they didn't do any of that. Yeah. Kind of wish they'd gone more Dick Whitman than Don Draper at the end. Just would have been interesting to me to see him. like When he gave his car up in the end of the second to last se- uh, episode, I was like, he's just going full bore yeah. back to the back to the earth in the middle of Nebraska and we're just going to see yeah. Dick Whitman again. But no, you know, obviously he goes the other way. Don't have a problem with that. Probably more people would be happy with that than the Dick Whit- Whitman move. Um, but I-, I guess that was kind of my conflict on it, is that they never really seemed to wrap up. His Dick Whitman Don Draper conflict in a lot of ways. Yeah, he just ended up being Don Draper at the end, mm-hmm. um, and everybody knew his Dick Whitman identity never even mattered. You know, those are some of my hangouts about the show too. Right, I, I think they left some some dangling uh, storylines over the years. Uh, so for that, um, the series finale, I would say, I would probably give it two thumbs up. I thought there were enough good moments in it. Even Donna, some of my disappointment with Don aside, to give it two thumbs up. The show overall, I would probably give. I'd give one flaming thumb up and one thumb up. I don't like it as much as you did. Mm-hmm. I thought at points it was a little too slow. I thought at points they could have done some things better and completed things a little bit differently. And uh, some of that stuff you forget because it's been so long in between. Yeah. Uh, I think if you ever go back and rewatch it back to back to back, you'll notice mm-hmm. that more. Um, but yeah, I just I would say one flaming thumb up, one 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 thumb up. Uh, dramas, it's probably my... I put this more of as a Six Feet Under style show than mm. I would a Breaking Bad, S.H.I.E.L.D. type show. Right. Solid number two to uh, to that. And we all enjoy a solid number two. We do. You say you have some topics to discuss. Yeah, let's go ahead and get started. <laughs> let's all go right. another two High hours. Sign. High five. <laughs> out. Go. Out. Go.
4: Out. Go, go out. out.
0: Well, you can always... Uh, you enjoy this super long mad radio
4: (laughs) you always call us
5: out go out
0: you can leave us a question uh, of the week or a comment about anything we talked about your opinion about Funyuns and how fun (laughs) they are you can find everything related to the show at popsyndaca.net or breakroom.tv you can find us on facebook facebook.com slash the breakroom or twitter twitter.com slash the breakroom females don't have the right yeah Facebook. Um, I thought we were Break Room. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, on Instagram we're Break Room Show. Hit a Roach with semen. Thanks to Vagabond Saints uh, for helping us with our logo. We're actually Break Room Show on Facebook, sorry. <laughs> I had I that, I've had that wrong the entire time. Uh, Instagram we are Break Room <laughs> Show, not out. the Break Room, which I said last week. I'm out. on Twitter at The Mark with the C. Dustin is at the WS9775. Out, uh, go, don't forget out. to listen to our sister show. Send them a They had a great review of uh, the entire Mad Max series. This uh, that came out yeah, well, two days ago when you're hearing this, and uh, the which, most recent movie Fury Road, which Thomas doesn't care about. No, he hates it all. Yep. Uh, don't forget Budgie's book Ascaroth. You can find it on Amazon. Out, but as always, we'd really appreciate it if you could do one thing for us. Go to iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating if you like us out, that much. Go go out. And leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it.
4: Out, go Past out.
0: Past that, uh, we'll be back at you in two weeks. Out, Not next out. week, in two weeks with a thing. You had two hours of content this week. Yeah. So
3: just listen to one hour <laughs> yeah. and then the second Pause hour. It.
0: Uh, go watch the jinx and come back. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you in two yes, weeks online. with things and stuff and uh, out, a out. plethora of other Whatever things Whatever Thomas stuff. is
3: coming to the show with. That's right.
2: You look it's how small about- it is. Your body, your body.
0: Who was the guy that had played chicken with the train guy? You remember that? I was on the asshole polarizer.
1: <laughs> Stop saying anal
0: sex. I'd like to see your penises. Adela,
2: this is him.
3: Tell everybody To, to get down on get down on the knees. Get Do you masturbate? What about crawlspeed.net for all your jeep needs.
4: Pork chop sandwiches! Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck! Fucking shit, you asshole! With
3: we'll baked potatoes. <laughs> That's a nice-looking anus you got there.
0: <laughs> now, Thomas, do you prefer the, like, uh, banana popsicle? Do you prefer, like, a nice, big fudgicle?
2: was well, she a great, big, fat person. buddy. Buddies?
1: The Break Room. And remember, The Break Room.
4: Triangle of Excellence.
1: Mark the Buzz Hudson. San Diego.
2: Thomas the Tank. Yeah. Dirty Dirty Dustin. San Diego. This program was presented by Breakroom.tv and PopSyndicate.net. And as always, Gum Shoes. The Break Room is bankrolled by The Gasoline High Five Company and viewers like you.